It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Today is Wednesday, February, February 24th. <laughs> there are seven days until the festival. I have no idea what's happening with my life, but I know that right now you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I am joined by my co-host, the amazing, the fabulous, the Sheriff of Truth, LaToya. What's up, Pam? Yeah. Yeah, seven days, dude. Seven days. This is going by really quickly. No shit. <laughs> shit. I, have rolled, I need to pass out more flyers. I have rolled 40 joints. I have oh, rolled wow. 40 fat joints. Why? Why would I roll 40 fat joints? For the, good for the comedians to hang out in the green room with their free PBR because the, the, uh, the festival is sponsored by PBR. And you were raised right to be a great hostess. Hell yeah. yeah. Putting the joints out in a little box. Having a little security guard on the green tent. Oh, Some nice. tight security. They have buttons to be able to go in and out of the green tent. Sweet. No, no, uh, no bandwagon ears in this tent. No, no chuckle fuckers are allowed into the green tent. No way. We're keeping those, we're keeping those groupies out of there. Now, uh, security, did you get like a big, nice, juicy dude? Like, so that way he can toss people around like a salad? If you consider Vincent of Unleash the Rain a sexy dude, then yeah. And and actually, he has a show now on Wednesday nights called Regarding Sex, and they're supposed to have live sex acts on stage to teach you how to do things like, wow. like how do you use a butt plug, right? Like, I don't watch porn, so I don't know, so I mean, I guess I should see it live. I thought you just stick it in your ass. Well, I know, but what if it goes too far? There's a, I don't, what, what's the point? Do you pull it out at a certain time? Well, I think that's why you have a lot of hospital incidents of people going to the ER because they got a butt plug stuck because it went too far. Right. Well, uh, nine far. nine Barbie doll heads. Eight Barbie doll heads is one too many, all right, to stick up there, but nine, oh, man. really nine Barbie doll heads going into the ER. I, just, I saw that. I saw that x-ray on the on the really? on the internet oh yeah you should bring it up uh nine barbie doll heads because eight was not enough you know once when you have eight barbie doll heads inside your asshole in, in your colon dude wait a minute so was the hair still on the yeah barbie? ah so the, ah, ah dude, so the, do you know how stringy that hair is like it's just like that's got to be uncomfortable i i cannot that's see like the sand point. in your ass I, like I, I cannot see the point of a, I, a one Barbie doll head, maybe, just to see if it works, right? Because you could pull it out by the hair. But once you go for that second Barbie doll hair, you know that first Barbie doll head is not coming out. Was she a white Barbie doll head? I, I couldn't tell by the x-ray. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't tell from the x-ray. So this, yeah. is, this is AltaCast. We've already sort of gone off the rails. We're going to have a special guest today, uh, comedian artist Zach Wiseman is going to be with us here on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. The best botanicals in the biz. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Say, Alta California Botanicals! Uh, with six new versions to help keep you happy. And, well, the new insomnia relief is pretty amazing, says everybody. So go out and get it. Sure. 
You're drinking some right now. Uh, well, I wasn't drinking insomnia relief. Oh. I was drinking um, the blue stuff, the pain relief. I am so much You're pain. In pain. I'm not. I'm not in pain. Everything's gonna work out. I'm just. just I'm getting enough sleep. I only had four IPAs last night. I got drunk pretty early and then had the show and then went home, ate some Thai food. It was all Focus. good. Focus. Made more joints. I didn't make any joints last night because I need to get some more weed before I do that. But I've gone through like, I mean, these are fat joints. These are like fat. And I put keef in all of them too. So oh they're going to be, they're crazy. So that way you don't have to smoke it all up in one setting. Well, that, That's yeah, and they're, they're for sharing, you know, like yeah. each joint. It, I mean, it's for like four people. Sharing you know? is caring. Yeah, huh? sharing is caring. I hope no one has herpes in the green tent. <laughs> I hope you guys are all going to come. Buy your tickets now on um, mutinyradiocomedyfestival.com. 25 shows, five days. It's going to be amazing. I can't stop talking about it. And it's boring me. Just wanted to be over already. This time no, next it's going to be great. It'll be a different story. Yeah, this time next week, I'll probably be crying. Um, <laughs> but after I get out of here next week, uh, we'll I'll go to uh, Costco and, and get the provisions. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Costco. I'm treating, I'm treating these kids right from out of town. These 22 out of town comedians, uh, they are going to have the, the special... MutinyRadio.fm treatment. Uh, here on the AltaCast, we have we have we have no treatment. We have who knows what's happening today. Did you yeah. have a good week? What happened? Um, let's see what happened this week. Fight boyfriend. Uh, oh, boy. smoke pot and work. How about this? I was on the bus and a huge fight broke out. Ooh, and I ended story. up holding hands. Okay, so let me go back. I'm on the five, coming back from. Kivakas or whatever. There's a comedy show at the beach, right where the Five Fulton ends, and it's actually really cool. He gives you a sandwich, and the lamb sandwich I had was amazing. Nice. And all the people laughed at my jokes. They didn't laugh at anybody else's jokes, and it made me so happy because <laughs> fucking Keithy Dwatmai and Sean Lamar all just ate huge dicks. And then I get up there, and they were laughing. I think, and Sean Lamar went after me. They laughed at everything. They loved my cat jokes. I did feminism shit. They're old people, and I got them with the political stuff. They nice. they loved me. Was I it felt like so a good. PG thirteen kind of show. Well, I didn't swear because if there are kids that come in and out, but I got a little bit dirty, but not really. I was I kept it pretty clean, but yeah, it was cool. fun. I did all my cheesy jokes and um, like the Kafka Roach Coach and the I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. Uh, anyways, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a food truck joke, but, um, so I did all this stuff. So then I get up on the bus and I'm going back I'm going to the brainwash because I wanted to pick up another mic that night. And I thought, Oh, that's great. And it was actually, I'm glad that I went because there was an NBC scout there. Oh, so that was great. I'm glad I was there. And he even told me, he's like, you had a really good set. And I was like, thank you for saying that. And I didn't even know that he was, and then later he's like, yeah, I'm a scout for NBC. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. I would have kissed your ass. <laughs> but good thing I didn't know. So, um, so I wouldn't be an asshole. So I'm on the bus, I'm on the five, and this um, young African-American gentleman gets on with an older African-American gentleman, and the young African-American gentleman is wearing red and a hat, and um, the older man kind of like is going to sit next to him, and he says to him, he's like, oh, you're going to get up on me? And he's like, he's like, like, get out of my, get out of here. He said, go sit over there. Go sit over there. He said that to the older so gentleman? To the older African-American gentleman. Oh, hell no. So older, Af- so I'm sitting behind Uh-oh. them and I'm like, I'm like, this guy is a little bit, you know, how's the PCP, sir? So um, <laughs> older gentleman sits down. He ends up getting off later. Then young African-American gentleman stands up and yells at two white people sitting in the front. Don't look at me. Turn your head. Turn your, turn your head now. Turn your head. 
turn your fucking head. Oh, dude. So then he starts walking up to him, like, and calling him names. The one guy is um, a little larger, and he's calling him a fat fuck, and he calls this white girl a bitch, and she's just a nice young white that girl dude, in yoga pants. That dude was high on some so, shit. Of course. So she, she says to him, I don't think we deserve that, because he said was saying some really mean things about, to them right. in front of yelling them on the bus. And he spits in her face. Oh, hell no. Oh, Which shit. is an assault. And That's I was assault. so, I was so, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but I didn't call the police because I figured like the bus driver will call the police, right? Nope. He spit in her face. That's, that is. That's assault. That's assault. That, those are fighting words too. So then she's like all freaked out and this, uh, we're all like, get off the bus, get off the bus. And there's a black guy behind me with dreadlocks and he's filming it. And, he, and the black guy comes up to him and he's like, stop filming me, N-word, stop filming me, N-word. And he's like, I'll film anything I want. Sit the fuck down or get the fuck off the bus. Uh-oh. And so he's like, stop filming me. And then he goes to swing at him and that's when the black guy just, and I'm sitting the right there. The guy with the camera? The guy with the camera. So then the white guy comes up, the bigger white guy, and they try to drag Tattoo. black guy off the bus and they're fighting and there's this You really just had unity right there. The Unity. black guy and the white guy trying to drag the other guy off well, the bus. And then I'm looking at the girl sitting across from me, and the fight is happening right next to us. And we start holding hands, and she has this long, pretty blonde hair. She was really Nordic-looking and very pretty. And she's, we're holding hands, and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, we can jump over the seats behind you and try to get to the door, or we can go to the farther to the back. So we jump over the seats to go farther to the back because we didn't, we thought, they were getting so close to, they were fighting like right in front of so the door. So three dudes? Three dudes. Oh, dude. Tall, tall black African-American gentleman, the guy with the dreadlocks and the big fat back white guy are ganging up and they're trying to pull him and physically throw him off, off the, the goddamn bus. bus. But he's wily. He's crazy. That's why I'm like, this guy's on PCP. Yeah. It's clear to me that he was on PCP. That's what I thought, at least. Anyway. That, that sounds like some sherm shit. So I'm freaking out. I'm holding hands with this girl. We're cowered in the back, and I'm going, please, just get off the bus. Just get it. Just please, just get off the bus. Can we not Can we not hurt the two white ladies in the back? Can the two white <laughs> ladies in the back not get punched in the face right now? Is that, can we please? What was the bus driver doing? The bus driver is an Asian fuck sitting up at the front being a coward, not doing anything, not getting out of his little cage. Not stopping to try to not get stopped. Well, that's the thing, too. So uh, now we're stopped, and we're right in front of uh, City Hall. This is the funniest thing. It's this all happens right in front of City Hall. <laughs> so we're in front of City Hall. The bus is stopped. They finally get the, the crazy black guy off the bus, and then he goes running. The white guy goes running after him. He trips. He falls down in the street. Wait, the white guy? The white guy, the, trips, guy? the fat guy, <laughs> falls down in the street. <laughs> and... and the girl and I, we, we all we, we all get back on the bus and we're like, all right, bus driver, we got rid of him. And he's like, oh no, the police are coming. I can't drive anywhere. And we're like, what? What? So then we all just get off the bus. What's the grumble. point? The guy is gone. The guy's it's kinda, gone. It's no. kind of too late. Right. This so point. then, the, oh. so we didn't stay with the bus. We just got out of there. So we're walking. So it happens again. I'm walking down the street and I see the girl who got spit in the face. And I walked up to her and I said, I am so sorry that happened to you. And she turns around and she was crying a lot. And I was like, I am so sorry that happened to you. That was assault. And I feel terrible that I didn't call the police and I didn't know what to do in that situation. I was just trying to keep myself safe. And the girl and I were holding hands in the back. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Just every time I'd ride the bus, something like this happens. And I was like, really? I'm like, I guess that would happen because you're a really pretty white girl and I guess that you get targeted for all kinds of things. And she's just like, 
I'm just trying to get to my friend's house now, and I was like, in a week, this will be a funny story that you'll tell at dinner parties. <laughs> and she says, I don't think I'm ever going to think this is funny. And you I was trying like, to make light of it. I, I, I was like, I'm sorry you got assaulted on the bus. That fucking sucks. Dude. Ew, nice spit. white girl in her 20s. He spit in her face. So... You know, what, what, what do we if, take from this? What do we take from this What would this story? have been your reaction? If he spit in my face? I think I would have started fighting. I would have kicked him in the fucking dick. I think, yeah. If he spit, me, if he spit at me in the face I, and I was right there, I would have punched him in the fucking dick. Yeah, I think by my reaction. It's an reaction, assault. Yeah, I think by my reaction, because I mean, if so, I know if someone if someone's hit me, my first reaction is to hit them back. You know, like or be in shock He for was a moment. really scary, though, because he like was standing up above them and being all like he they was were still all sitting over, down he was all over the place yeah yeah so i mean i yeah PC, people on pcp are very scary i would be it would be different if i had my skateboard with me if i had my skateboard with me i would have just put the skateboard up and, him in the head. and i would have walked by and kept, use it as a shield to get me and that pr- pretty blonde girl out but um I didn't have a, I didn't have a weapon, so and even if I had like a knife, I don't think I'd wield it on the guy with PCP. Oh. All yeah. right, coming into the studio, famous comedian Journey Roberts. Hey, Journey you? Roberts. Hi there. You guys uh, should all know she's hosting the Ladies Only Showcase. Actually, I think there's a gay guy on that show. Super gay. He has to be on it. Cool. <laughs> uh, she's hosting that show. It's the third show of the night, so it's at eight o'clock here next week, next Wednesday, March second. See you all there. Yeah, with the Mutiny Radio Comedy Showcase. I think she has a compressor. It's going to be very special. It's in there. Oh, wow. Exciting news happening here all the time at Mutiny Radio. (laughs) Just to let you guys know, the sponsors of our festival are Alta California Botanicals, PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Subliminal SF, Asiento, the Eagle SF, the Brainwash Cafe, uh, we have special artwork from Katie Wakeman and Phil Spittler in the Comedian Gift Bags. I think that's all our sponsors. There's six of them. Who's the other one? Your Three sponsor restaurant. joints. Oh, I'm not counting myself as a sponsor. Um, <laughs> but the three biggies are the PBR. Oh, no, Spill Melissa. I got them all. Hey, we're joined by uh, comedian artist Zach Wiseman right now. I'm not an artist. Don't call me that. You sell... <laughs> Art to pay for your rent. Art doesn't exist. Therefore, you are working on. You're already speaking like a true artist already. So art doesn't exist. So right. comedy is not art. Nope, nothing's art. Art. Some things. Uh, some things just look cool. <laughs> so, but if you appreciate the aesthetics of something, that's sort of the definition of art. That you find value in the aesthetics. Arts, arts like it's like love. It's just it's a word we use to define something that shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. It makes no sense that it exists. It makes no sense that art exists. Well, like love and art, like uh, you're like uh, I'm in love, but it's not a real thing. It's just some dumb thing that's happening in your brain. Oh, I'm in love. I don't think it's a dumb thing happening in my brain. I love brain. my mom. I think it's a choice. Yeah. You and look- and it ha- it's happening also. It's like it's part choice and part that. I mean, you can't help who you're attracted to. It's emotional, man. <laughs> Well, it's all dumb brain shit. There's there's emotions in your junk, I think. Yeah. I think there's emotions in your junk and emotions in your heart and emotions in your head. There are many chakras. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about chakras. I think there's seven of them or something like that. 
Do you believe in that weird um, old-timey oriental medicine where they reach into your body and they grab out tumors and shit? Nope. You think it's just chicken parts and stuff? Yeah. And it's magic? Yes, yeah, a little sleight of hand. Street magic on your body. It's street magic on your body. Why did I just get a vid- visual of like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Absolutely. That? Well, that too. But I've seen these videos. I don't know if you've seen these videos of the Deep Orient, the Deep Asian... Sounds you like know, a porn. They do yeah. that in South America too. Oh, do they? But it's, the it's all—it's all a farce. It's a farce. Mm-hmm. And I think you don't believe in God either, do you? No. He does. Do you believe in believe in believing? What about anything? what about the well, power of a seed, Zach Wiseman? There's a seed. It looks dead, right? It looks dead. You can eat it. You can crunch on it. How delicious! Like a hemp seed, let's say. And but if you put it in the ground, what the fuck is dirt, right? You put it in dirt. And you put a little water and some sunlight and it a little thingy shoots out and it becomes alive and it grows leaves. And then you, you kill it and you smoke it and you get high. How is that not God? <laughs> wait, 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 how is that God? I because mean, it's a dirt, it's a seed that looks like it's nothing. It's still a living organism. I mean, uh, But it, how does that happen? It looks like a little dead seed and it, all that magic happens with just sunlight and water. Yeah, at the same time though, you, you don't wash your hands and you get sick and you die. And you never saw anything. You just got sick and you died. How is that not a, a spirit? Spirit in, in that's you know. magic. Yeah, magic. How is that Science. not magic? That's Explain magic. to me that's not magic. It's magic. Well, God is magic. It's all anything unexplainable is magic. <laughs> yep. So science is magic for me. I don't understand yeah. magnets. Magnets are magic. I agree that's with true. ICP. I agree with ICP. <laughs> I don't know how magnets work. <laughs> positive, negative, negative, and a negative don't make a positive. Except when you multiply them in math, they do. What is wrong with the rules of the universe? <laughs> I don't know, man. They don't. If God's real, he's an idiot. Because he made magnets. <laughs> Waxing philosophical with Zach Wiseman. Uh, he's actually hosting the show. Your feelings don't matter. Because they don't. On Saturday, <laughs> is that the ten o'clock show? I should have a flyer in front of me. Is there a flyer? Is that your fucking computer, by the way, in a bag right in front? That of is us? my shit computer. Yeah. I don't want it. What are you gonna do with it? Give it away. Okay. There's a free <laughs> computer down at the station if anybody Ooh. wants it. Saturday. No. I don't. It might not be worth it. You don't believe in money. I. It's. It's real. Money. Money's real. (laughs) Money is not magic. Money is real. Uh, He is the host of Your Feelings Don't Matter. Nine o'clock on Saturday, the fifth. That's going to be a crazy day because of the free beer at the Brainwash from two to four, sponsored by PDR. Yeah, there's a comedy show at Brainwash on Saturday, 3-5 from 2 to 4 to give all of our visiting comedians the real Brainwash experience with Tony Sparks. And uh, it's a free show for everybody, and there's free PBR because they're one of our sponsors. So come enjoy the free beer, assholes, and some comedy from people and stuff. Do people like comedy, or are we just forcing it upon them? I feel like at this point that... It's all just me forcing my friends to listen to comedy. People like comedy, but the, there's so many avenues they can get it from. They can just click on some things on their phone on the bus and get their comedy fix, and then they don't need to go anywhere. I think sometimes people are afraid of comedy, because comedy, you're supposed to tell the truth about things, and people don't like the truth. That's also true. You know, people get, oh, no, that's so offensive. It's like, stop being fucking One soft. of my favorite things to do in all of comedy is to make people mad at me uh, yes. But they agree with what they agree with what I'm saying. They just don't understand that they agree with it. It's like, why do I have these feelings and emotions about what he's saying? What what joke would you say sort of personifies that most? That you're making people so uncomfortable. Um, whew. I don't know. I have to think about that for a minute. What about your new wolf joke? Do people does that? 
does that fuck with people? Do you like that one? Because you just you're just that's just you, fun to do because it's weird. And you take and you take a long time doing it, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. too much time. Well, I can only hold my breath for so long. Right. I'm practicing though. I'm practicing though. Well, you got to get that circular breathing going. That's, uh, that's the best compliment I've ever I've ever got. Is like, oh, you see your breathing, huh? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I just go uh, 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 for a really long time. Yeah. It's a wolf. That's a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's a really the anticipation. Yeah. It's uh, it's good stuff. What what's your you like it, you like it when people get super uncomfortable and you can ah uh, yeah because it makes themselves. them think about stuff. It, it kind of like like Jews like the Jews. No, there's nothing to think about with the Jews. We all know what they're doing. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, I, I I think that when you do push people's buttons like that, it makes people like you said, it makes them think, and they always remember you that way too. That's why yeah. I, I even in high school I always said to myself, I don't mind being hated because you always remember the people you hate mm-hmm. more than the people that you liked in the first place. That's my motto. I remember all, pretty much all the people I hated. I feel like um, some, <laughs> See? sometimes See? I feel like Arya from Game of Thrones, where I'm like, you know, doing the list, and I'm like, Ginny Smith, <laughs> Laurie Rognerud, <laughs> Mackenzie Hoffman. Oh, there you go. Oh, Angie Wenzel. <laughs> that sounds like a name of a cunt. Yeah. They oh should my all God. come. They should all come to your show. I, 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 Wouldn't you like all, to have an audience of the people have, you hate it? Yeah, they all have babies on Facebook now. So Meredith Kinney. Kick their babies in the face. Lori Hale. <laughs> oh yeah. What? It, it would be a nice, sweet revenge. Yeah. Holly to do comedy in front Holly's of those people. Name? Look, she's, she's having a flashback right now. Holly Gant. <laughs> You're, 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 you're turning it. <laughs> these are real people. Fuck these people. You're turning it these to carry. These people fucked with me in high school. They're all girls too. <laughs> so Max something. He was a real dick. Max something with They're the They're all gonna laugh name. at you. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, so many people laughed at me in high school that I think that just that might. I, it was it was the most horrific. Poor. You know what though? Poor little rich white girl. I mean, please. <laughs> It's such a sad tale, but and it sucks so badly because I just didn't know how fucking wealthy I was. I had no idea. If I would have known like earlier what a cunt I was, it would have been much easier. I was like, "You're a little rich cunt, you little you little shitbag." Yeah. Oh, oh, on my 16th birthday, all I got was a Hyundai, and everyone made fun of me because it wasn't a BMW. I got a car. Is, are you serious? I had a brand new car for my 16th birthday, and I. Didn't appreciate it. I crashed it within a week. Oh my god! I didn't, Jesus and it, Christ! And it was uh, yeah. You had some white problems. I had some white privilege problems, <laughs> and everyone at school made fun of me because it was like, "Oh, a Hyundai with a shitty car." I'm like, Are "It's you new." Me? It was. Um, that yeah. is, dude. I was happy to get my '86 four-door Cavalier. Hell yeah! Yeah, I was just like, and it would break down on the highway. I bought that car for $86, too. Nice. If someone wanted to 86 it out of their life. The the radio, dude, the the stereo cost more than the car. It was like a brand new stereo. (laughs) That's rad. Bumping. (laughs) From Circuit City. Yeah, I was just like, with all bumper stickers in the back with like, you know, Depeche Mode and Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight? That's why I got pulled over, too. Well, also, you're black. That, too. (laughs) All of those all in one. Like, who's this weirdo with all these hateful, gross bumper stickers? Oh, and she's colored. Let's get her. Oh. Perfect. Okay, well, you know what? That actually is a good segue into today's story time. Color Um, time. Yeah, I'm going to read a story by... um, 
So Dorothy Parker wrote stories in the 20s and she was never really given her due, even though she wrote for popular magazines, New Yorker and Vogue, all kinds of magazines, the smart set. In, in the 20s, she wrote a lot and she got paid for it. Um, but people didn't really respect her because she was, you know, writing for the ladies, about the ladies. And so they said, oh, what, how pointless to, for dalliances and these female and these feminine things. But she also wrote a lot about, she wrote um, a story about abortion in the 20s when no one right. was talking about abortion. And it is, it may, it's called Mr. Durant. It makes me so angry every time I read it. But this one is called Arrangement in Black and White. And um, it's relatively short if you, uh, if anyone wants to take a smoke break uh, <laughs> now's the time but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the story because I'm excited about it um, and there's a lot of voices and it's all of, it's about uh, black people and white people uh, arrangement in black and white the woman in the pink and velvet poppies twined around the assisted gold of her hair traversed the crowded room at an interesting gait combined with a skip and a sidle and clutched the lean arm of her host now I got you, she said. You can't get away. Why, hello, said her host. Well, how are you? Oh, I'm finely, she said. I'm just finely. Listen, I want you to do me the most terrible favor. Will you? Will you please, pretty please? What is it, said her host. Listen, she said. I want to meet Walter Williams. Honestly, I'm simply crazy about that man. Oh, when he sings? When he sings those spirituals? spirituals? Well, I said to Burton. It's a good thing for you, Walter Williams is colored, I said, or you'd have lots of reasons to be jealous. I'd really love to meet him. I'd love to tell him I've heard him sing. Will you be an angel and introduce me to him? Why, certainly, said her host. I thought you'd met him. The party's for him. Where is he, anyway? He's over there by the bookcase, she said. Let's wait till those people get through talking to him. Well, I think you're most simply, I think you're simply marvelous, giving this perfectly marvelous party for him, having... Uh, and having him meet all these white people and all, isn't it? Isn't he terribly grateful? I hope not, said her host. I think it's really nice, she said. I do. I don't see why on earth it isn't perfectly all right to meet colored people. I haven't any feeling about it, um, not one single bit. Burton, oh, he's just the other way. Well, you know, he comes from Virginia, and you know how they are. Did he come tonight, said her host. Oh, no, he couldn't, she said. I'm... I'm a regular grass window tonight. I just told him when I left, there's no telling what I'll do. I said, he was just so tired he couldn't move. Isn't it a shame? Ah, said her host. Wait till I tell him I met Walter Williams, she said. He'll just about die. Oh, we have more arguments about colored people. I talk to him like I don't know what. I get so excited. Oh, don't be so silly, I say. But I must say for Burton, he's heaps broader minded than a lot of these southerners. He's really awfully fond of colored people. Well, he says to himself, he wouldn't have white servants. And you know, he just... He had this old colored nurse, this regular old nigger mammy, and she just, he simply loves her. Why, every time he goes home, he goes out in the kitchen to see her. He does, really, to this day. And he says, um, all he says is he, that he hasn't got a word to say against colored people as long as they keep to their place. He's always doing things for them, giving them clothes and I don't know what all. The only thing he says is he wouldn't, he says he wouldn't sit down at a table with one for a million dollars. Oh, I say to him, you make me terrible sick. I'm telling you that. I'm just terrible to him. Aren't I terrible? Oh, no, 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 said her host. No, no. I am, she said. I know I am. Poor Burton. Now me, I don't feel that way at all. I haven't the slightest feeling about colored people. Why? I'm just crazy about some of them. They're just like children. Just so easygoing and always singing and laughing and everything. Aren't they just the happiest things you ever saw in your life? Honestly, it makes me laugh just to hear them. Oh, I like them. I really do. Now, well, listen to her. 
or uh, now listen, I have this colored laundress and I've had her for years and I'm devoted to her. She's a real character. And I want to tell you, I think of her as my friend. And that's the way I think of her. As I say to Burton, well, for heaven's sakes, we're all human beings, aren't we? Yes, said her host. Yes, indeed. Now this Walter Williams, she said, I think I'd like to meet that man who's a real artist. I do. I think he deserves an awful lot of credit. Goodness, I'm so crazy about... Uh, about mu- I'm so crazy about music or anything. I don't care what color he is. I honestly think if a person's an artist, nobody ought to have any feeling about meeting them. It's absolutely what I said to Burton. Don't you think I'm right? Yes, said her host. Oh, yes. That's the way I feel, she said. I just can't understand people being narrow-minded. Why, I absolutely think it's a privilege to meet a man like Walter Williams. Yes, I do. I haven't any feeling at all. Well, my goodness, the Lord made him just the same as he did any of us, didn't he? Surely, said her host. Yes, indeed. That's what I say about it, she said. Oh, I get so furious when people are all narrow-minded about colored people. It's just all I can do not to say something. Of course, I do admit, when you get a bad colored man, they're simply terrible. But as I say to Burton, there are some bad white people, too, in this world, aren't there? I guess there are, said her host. Why, I'd be really glad to have a man like Walter Williams come to my house and sing for us sometime, she said. Of course, I couldn't ask him on account of Burton, but I wouldn't have any feeling about that at all. Oh, he can sing. Isn't it marvelous? The way they all have music in them? It just seems to be right in them. Come on, let's go on over and talk to him. Listen, what shall I do when I'm introduced? Ought I to shake hands or what? Why, do whatever you want said her host. I think maybe I'd better, she said. I wouldn't for the world have him think I had any feeling. I'd think I'd better shake hands, just the way I would with anybody else. That's just exactly what I'll do. They reached the tall young Negro standing by the bookcase. The host performed the introductions. The Negro bowed. How do you do? He said. The woman with the pink velvet poppies extended her hand at the length of her arm and held it forever so the world to see until the Negro took it, shook it, and gave it back to her. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Williams, she said. Well, how do you do? I, I've just been saying I've enjoyed your singing so awfully much. I've been to your concerts, and we have you on the phonograph and everything. I just enjoy it. She spoke with great distinctness, moving her lips meticulously, as in parlance with the deaf. I'm so glad, he said. I'm simply crazy about that water boy thing you sing, she said. Honestly, I can't get it out of my head. I have my husband nearly crazy, the way I always go around humming it all the time. Oh, he looks just as black as the ace of... Well, tell me, where on earth do you get all those songs of yours? However do you get a hold of them? Why, he said, there are so many different... I should think you'd love singing them, she said. It must be so much fun, all those darling old spirituals. Oh, I just love them. Well, what are you doing now? Are you keeping up with your singing? Why don't you have another concert sometime? I'm having one the 16th of this month, he said. Well, I'll be there, she said. I'll be there if I possibly can. You can count on me. Goodness, here comes a whole raft of people to talk to you. You're just a regular guest of honor. Oh, who's that girl in white? I've seen her someplace. That's Catherine Burke, said her host. Good heavens, she said. Is that Catherine Burke? Why, she looks entirely different off the stage. I thought she was much better looking. I had no idea she was so terribly dark. Well, she looks almost like... Oh, I think she's a wonderful actress. Don't you think she's a wonderful actress, Mr. Williams? Oh, I think she's marvelous, don't you? 
Yes, I do too, he said. <laughs> oh, I do too, she said. Just wonderful. Well, goodness, we must give someone else a chance to talk to the guest of honor. Now, don't forget, Mr. Williams, I'm going to be at that concert if I possibly can. I'll be there applauding like everything. And if I can't come, I'm going to tell everybody I know to go anyway. Don't you forget. Uh, I won't, he said. Thank you so much. And the host took her arm and piloted her into the next room. Oh, my dear, she said. I nearly died. Honestly, give you my word, I nearly passed away. Did you hear that terrible break I made? I was just about to say that Catherine Burke looked almost like a nigger, and I caught myself just in time. Do you think he noticed? Oh, I don't believe so, said her host. Well, thank goodness, she said, because I wouldn't have embarrassed him for anything. Why, he's awfully nice, just as nice as can be, nice manners and everything. You know, so many colored people, you give them an inch and they walk all over you. But he doesn't try to do any of that. Well, he's got more sense, I suppose. He's really nice, don't you think so? Yes, said her host. I liked him, she said. I haven't had any feeling at all because he's a colored man. I just felt as natural as I would with anybody. Talk to him just as naturally and everything. But honestly, I could hardly keep a straight face. I kept thinking of Burton. Oh, wait till I tell Burton I called him Mr. The New Yorker, October 8th, 1927. Jesus. So, so that's what's happening then. You know what's funny? That's still happening. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You, they sing so well. Yeah. They're so they good tap, at sports. That dude, oh, I love the way they tap dance that, and dance for chicken. That yeah. Gregory Hines. Black yeah. people, they're basically toys. Yeah. They're amusing. So that, that, that movie, remember the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor, where yes, the rich white exactly. guy bought Richard Pryor for yeah, his yeah, son? Yeah. Exactly. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Now looking have? back, like watching that movie, I'm like, this movie's fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Richard, were you that high that you took this role seriously? Well, he was probably taking it with a sense of politicalness you know and like bringing to the point that yeah i'd have to watch it again to to yeah to the little asshole bought a black man yeah it's pretty it's really bad <laughs> it's, it's, it's really but, it's really crazy but i mean that what you just read i'm, I'm just like it sounds like a typical normal day in my world <laughs> minus the you know colored you know the n-word man <laughs> yeah. but the, the the new yorker published oh, the colors. n-word twice <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean that's they, they yeah, uh, do they pu- nineteen twenty seven. Yeah. So I guess she was she must have been hanging out with some of the people during the Harlem Renaissance. Then. Sure. Yeah, you know. Oh, these people know how to dance. They talk so well. See, that's when I get offended when people say to me, You speak so yeah, proper. Yeah, implying that black people are just dumb. Yeah. Right. It as like, a whole. It didn't start getting to me like as I got older, like, oh, by the way, you speak like very well. I'm like, excuse me. Right. Like, how how else am I supposed to speak? Laquisha. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. When I talk slang, I sound like a moron. Like I do at the not same sound- time though, there's like some really well-spoken black people. I'm like, that guy speaks really well. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like, because he fucking speaks better than like everybody else. Leave, <laughs> leave me alone. That guy speaks really well. I mean, there's a there's a difference when it's you're talking about the way you're you're enunciating and and pronunciating things, but like if you're using like a bigger vocabulary that i can understand yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if you're just like how i'm talking right now to you i don't have to talk with a rubber neck and all this you know <laughs> you just I, went you went zero to ghetto in like two seconds yeah it's flip it's, that switch flip the script i love but, it when tyra does that too and oprah oprah does a great ghetto yeah when oprah's <laughs> honey child yes, all of a sudden she's out of nowhere she just comes out with yeah yeah it, with you, a, some it, it, mammy it, it's some it's 
it's it's it's not even mammy it's just like it's just one of those things like a cultural thing like even uh -oh. latin women do the same thing yeah, like yeah. you know you'll start the you know they'll have a proper conversation and then like you know then then that rubber neck starts and all this and, and you know it, it's just something cultural suddenly you're rosie perez yeah exactly yeah. mookie um but it, it's uh, well and i love is... this story because i mean within she the character thinks that she's not being racist and she's constantly saying yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah but she's super super racist and i feel like that's sort of you know i'm like this accidental racist a lot but it's not and i don't think it's that character's fault either it's sort of the way you were raised and it's the her husband was clearly i don't want to yeah, sit with yeah. the negros his her husband was clearly a racist but even saying like oh he's not that racist because most in 27 people are getting lynched still you know oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like they just be like shaking hands you don't white women don't shake hands with black men men right right even it, when they're superstars or whatever i mean part of me thought that she was just like she wanted to jump on his dick too oh Seriously. definitely yeah i'm like bitch you sound like a groupie you sound like if a he wasn't yeah, colored. Yeah, yeah. You'd have a problem, Burton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's but that that terminology, even like it still exists. It's just like that's why I'm not surprised. I'm just like, you know, but isn't is, cut, colored prettier than a word than black? But it's it has no. So much, I I think it's I I like colored over Negro. Uh, yeah, I agree. I and, don't like, but I, don't I think like that, that all people. I mean, white people. We're colored. We're just the color pink. Yeah. And then there's some orange. white people I'm that are Mediterranean orange. that are a little bit olive. Yeah. I mean, in, in, for example, in like parts of African countries, like South Africa, Africa, for example, they use the word colored for those who are mulatto or Indian or what have you. Um, so colored, I mean, they're still colored, but they're not, you know, black I, I, colored or it's yeah, complicated. Yeah. It's And it's, isn't it weird that, I, and the white people, the, the, the power is consolidated with I mean the we, we this form white, the language we form the language to, to to support the power and we don't always acknowledge that the language is well black power I mean woman power there's I mean woman I have my joke right now what is it woman power like woman Wo man, man yeah man. right and you've got female what am I right yeah You're female You're I'm a person like I can't get away Son. from right Hugh man I, I can't I can't get away you can't get away from the man we're all people I know people I know it's not spelled like that but boys have a people and girls have a vagina I learned that from kindergarten cop. yeah that was a good one. is that is that is that is that from kindergarten cop? yeah girls have our uh, boys have penises girls have oh but vaginas. no but I like calling it a people I think people. that's funny right yeah people. no but uh, I, I dig what you're saying you know feminist but, is the only word without the word men in it yeah I, I it's just I, I think people should read this little story and I especially like if you're a basic average white person that's just like I have one black friend I'll right get on it yeah <laughs> I'm not a racist. I hate Mexicans. Right. I like black people. Mexico's a country. Well, I, I don't understand. It's a continent. I don't understand where, why we decide as a people to like hold it up and think about it and have it be like, I mean, I grew up in a really white place that was very, very rich that had very few black people. Um, the... The singer, the the pianist at our church was black, and he used to teach me piano lessons. His name was Charlie, and he scared me so much because <laughs> he was black, and it freaked me out because the underside of his hands were 
the same, like the right, palms right, of yeah. his hands were white or whatever, but his skin was really, really dark. And like the inside of his mouth was the same. And I was a kid and I freak out. I couldn't. I, You're dissecting this whole idea like he's a chocolate person. Right. <laughs> but it's because I didn't, chocolate we didn't face. have, I'm really glad that the kid that I nanny now, that I take him through the tenderloin, that I take him everywhere, that I take him to the library, that I take him Expose to the candy him. store, that I take him down market, and I he sees all kinds of people. I didn't see any black people. I mean, I didn't even see Mexicans, except like doing your lawn or something in Danville. Yeah. Until we went to Mexico, and then I was like, oh, they're all down here. I think that's what that that's the problem with like a lot of places here in America because we're so segregated still by you know class right. and what have you that a lot of people don't get to you know basically mingle with other cultures or what have you like the small town I grew up in was predominantly white and then when I moved to St. Louis I I mean I've told this before I was just like yes I'm gonna be around black people it's gonna be great woo yeah black people <laughs> and I got the opposite because I talk white and why do you like David Bowie that's weird that's white people music I'm like I don't get that I don't so that's when I really started hating people equally black people right yeah I most people are assholes yeah. and you know the thing is it was just like you know I experienced racism growing up as a kid but I got it from both ends which is fine with me because it just tells me how scummy the human race is yeah, yeah. And, probably good for you yeah, it, yeah it was so, how did I mean, how did people make fun of you when you were a kid zach because you were tiny uh <laughs> i i was lucky enough to be a tiny white kid in rural alaska so i got like uh uh i got the you're you're white you took our land shit like that oh yeah which is it's weird to be uh an oppressor when you're when you're tiny you know what i mean <laughs> like i can't i can't even buy cigarettes how did i fucking manage to take your land so you you are around a lot of indigenous people and what have yeah, you yeah. yeah yeah and also like if you're gonna be uh if you're gonna be like a coward racist person it's really easy to target the smallest person of the the race you know that you hate right so <laughs> but did you also by seeing that and growing up with it did you understand probably why they felt the way they felt oh yeah i, yeah, I, I definitely yeah, though I, I it wasn't you personally. No, no, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. Because I mean, their anger is aimed towards something else rather than you as an individual. Because you weren't there, man. Yeah, if, you, if your parents were like uh, some people in blue masks uh, used to come and kill everybody, and then I'm a dude in a blue mask, you know, they're like, "Hey, that's the guy." I'm like, "No, it wasn't me. I just no. was born with his mask on my face." What it's did like, you eat in Alaska? Lots of fish. Lots of fish. Fish, seal not oil. too many vegetables though. Canned um, vegetables, frozen <laughs> things. Yeah, lots of frozen stuff. Uh, shit sucked. There, there'd be times where like the, there'd be no more garlic in town. Oh, <laughs> you need well, that garlic, like that. Yeah, garlic powder, I guess, but not. Yeah, you gotta not the same. Cook yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta cook it for a long time in a sauce. Where in Alaska did you grow up in? Uh, mostly Bethel, Alaska. You don't know it. And then I spent. Uh, I was in a school shooting out there, and then they oh, shipped shit. us to. Anchorage, Alaska. My, yeah. my mom was like, "We gotta go." Dude, my 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 uncle and my cousins lived in Anchorage, and so like, and they were mixed, and so they they said it, living in Anchorage, it was a little bit more tolerated because they were mixed. But right. my uncle, who used to drive for Anchorage, uh, for the buses there, he said like he would run into some shit, you know, mm -hmm. once in a while, you know. But that's why they moved away from misery because, like in misery, it, I mean, there's a lot of hate. Not to say that it doesn't happen in Alaska, but is there a lot of hate in Alaska? 
Um, yeah, definitely. There's people, there's like white people that go there to escape like minorities and shit. And <laughs> it's, it's silly. From, it's, it's, yeah, all over the place. There's just hate. But that's uh, everywhere. But you're going to an indigenous park. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of indigenous people, which is yeah, so yeah, funny. but it's yeah. like it's like a like a conquered indigenous people is what they think in their minds. Yeah. Right. It, you should go to Vermont if you want to escape colored people, <laughs> or Maine, or Danville. It's right across the bay. <laughs> or or Knob Hill, where or the Mission right now. I just saw that a house on um, here on Florida is listed for three and a half million dollars. You're hurting my soul. Three, right here on Florida. Oh, that's right here, like right around the corner. Three million. Three and a half million. Jesus. Ooh, Jesus wow. Christ. We, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and he, this is where the Great Divide also comes into play as well. Economic. Right. You know, there's no fl- fair playing field. I want to see what happens next door. Our neighbor died, which is super sad. Oh, really? And uh, I, she's been a nanny in this neighborhood for like 30 years. She's been the she nanny. She probably didn't own that home, huh? I bet she owned it. I hope she did. Yeah, she's old. I mean, she's old. She was old. And she was a nanny here in this neighborhood for like 30 years. She was Juan Medina's nanny. Really? Yeah. Comedian Juan Medina. Small world. I hope, yeah. I hope she did own it. You know, it's just sad that. But then who's a good? She didn't have any kids. She was a nanny. She if the was, bank she, picks that up, that's bullshit. I hope the bank doesn't. I hope she has some other family. I, that's what I'm hoping for, that they can keep that in the family and make it into an estate. Because you don't hear too many people of color saying, oh, well, th- we know where this estate is going to. T- uh, too many of us have estates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, my, my gran- estate. Yeah. My like, grandparents did, thank God, because they own their own company. But it's not, it's very rare that you can have someone have, you know, an estate for your whole family and a legacy. I got 10 grand box hidden in my house. <laughs> that's my that's my legacy. I'll be like, Jonathan, you're 10 years younger than me. You're clearly gonna live longer. I'll show you where the box of money is. That's it, that's all I got. I got a box full of money. If there's a fire in my building, I'm fucked. <laughs> well, you grab that box and you go down the Well, and I did, yeah. I did, um, I did a fire drill the other day with the cat and in one minute, well, the fire alarm went off and I happened to be home and I'm like, well, let's get out of here. Let's practice. So I got the cat in the box because he hears the noise. I want him to know that the noise means something bad. You know, yeah, you yeah. have to fuck out of this door, you know, make some meowing noises. It's bad. So I got him in the box and I got my box of jewelry and my box of money and, and, uh, and the cat. And I was downstairs in 60 seconds. That's those are the three important things: cat, money, jewelry. Done. Yeah. And my uh, well, and yourself, of course. You and myself. Train. And my cell phone would be on me, so it's yeah. fine. You should yeah. train Spike to grab some stuff. Be like, all right, Spike, you get the jewelry. I'll get the money. <laughs> I'll make a little kitty backpack for him. That he <laughs> could just put on. He can just like <laughs> attach to himself. A wide. To teach him how to go down the fire escape. All right, kitty. <laughs> Don't lose the money. Don't lose the money. Don't give the cat my the legacy. money. You crazy people. <laughs> what is your What is your legacy? Um, so when you were in your school shooting, you actually saw the vice principal get shot in the tummy tum. No. 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 You didn't I, see any gore. You were hiding under a table with the duck I just luck. heard the noise initially, and it wasn't that loud. It wasn't loud enough to like, scare me into moving. I only started moving when people were running. Oh, oh shit! And uh, I have a vi- uh, like an image in my head of the of the dude with shotgun, but then at the same time I think I dreamed that because I knew exactly what everything looked like. I know what the dude looked like. I know the fucking clothes he wore. You know what I mean? So right. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think I did, but I might. Have. What was uh What was the school shooter's motivation? Uh, he was getting bullied. Uh, one of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
One of those. Was this during the the trend of uh, high school shootings of the late nineties and before that? Oh shit! It was shit. like pre Columbine, all that shit. Oh. It didn't make any news because rural Alaska. Damn, that's scary. Did did that affect you a lot? I don't think so, but you know, who am I to say from me? You know. Right. I was always kind of an asshole. You, 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 what you need to start doing is saying the only reason I've done heroin is because of that school oh, shooting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use that as a cop and out. I'm a heroin addict. No, 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 no. But that's how you get the money out of the state of Alaska. You go back to them with the PTSD <laughs> and you say. I had to become a stand-up comedian and be on heroin. Yeah, you know how much this shit deal, sucks <laughs> to deal with the memories. The memories in my head—they're there. Nah, I'm not still doing there. that. I see the memories. Give me the hundred dollars. Give me thousand dollars a month for the, the rest thing of my is, life. Though, I'm, I'm just like a fucking superior human being on drugs. I have better ideas. I get more shit done. So I don't know if that works. <laughs> I'm, I always—I smoke pot as much as I can. I'm constantly on the on the on the weed. Yeah. On the Alta California Botanicals best botanicals in the biz. If you've never tried tincture, go to tryalta.com. If you are a new patient, you can send your prescription to Alta California. They'll give you two weeks for free. What? what? Free drugs? Woo. Yes. Tryalta.com. Go to it now. The sponsors of the show and also of the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival starting next Wednesday. 25 shows, five days, Wednesday through Sunday, with two extra shows. One at the SF Eagle on Thursday, 3-3 at midnight, hosted by Colin Holtz. Uh, And there's going to be a bunch of comedians on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. No cover. And then on Saturday, 3-5 at the Brainwash from 2 to 4. Another free show. Yeah. With free PBR. So uh, go have a beer with the comedians. Smoke outside and uh, say hi to Tony Sparks. He's going to be hosting. Good times. You're not going to sleep next week. No, I'm not. You know, and the <laughs> thing is that I have a comedian from um, from Massachusetts named Brian Plum is going to be staying on my couch. I told Poji that the Benjamin Bungalow is closed next week. He's like, oh. Uh, comedian Steve Poji sleeps at my house a lot because uh-huh. he lives in Benicia, and so we have him. And, and the only thing that sucks about it is that I don't feel comfortable having sex with my boyfriend with Steve on the couch. I can understand that. Uh, we did it once because I was really drunk, but I know that he could. He- I was so embarrassed the next day. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was like, I'm an asshole. Sounds. Sorry. Those loud it's terrible. opera s- sounds. Just, just annoying. <laughs> like, just like, oh God, they're fucking in the other room. I mean, I, I, I hate that when that happens to me. So that's the thing that's going to suck next week when Brian Plum from Massachusetts is in, is I'm going to be like, no dick. <laughs> I mean, I'll try to be a good host, but we'll see what happens. I love my boyfriend. He's pretty rad. There's always the bathroom. It, it's you. You've never been to my house. The bathroom no. actually, and my my room is a closet that attaches to the bathroom. Mine too. <laughs> You're you have, well, not you, you have a do you have a door though? Uh, I do have a door. You have a door to your closet, but then the then you have a hallway, and then you have the bathroom on the other side of the hallway. Well, my my doorway is right across the hall from the bathroom. Right. Uh, so everybody that's going to the bathroom has to stand in front of my door. How, do, oh, oh, no, how does that... How, have you brought ladies back to the stairwell? Yes. You have had sex with women in the stairwell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, you, did, they, did you pay them? Under the stairwell, not in the stairwell. Under the stairwell. I'm a gentleman. Did, did, you, did, you, did, you, pay did you pay them? Them? No. These, these are, are regular girls you brought norm, back. Normal women. And you, you meet them at Milk Bar? Well, I mean, obviously broken women, but normal right. broken women. <laughs> They're going under a stairwell to have sex with a junkie. The fucking 
<laughs> it's not normal people. When's the last date you've been on? Did you? Have you taken I've never a been on a date in my entire life. You've never. Oh, you've never no. taken a lady out to the snacks. You've to never. Snacks. You've never had dollar fifty tacos with a lady and or cheap ass. The, the closest I've gotten to like a date is like when I was homeless. Sometimes girls would buy me sandwiches places. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's about Dude, it. not even the cheapest thing to do is like the the Dolores Park route. And he has food stamps. Oh, dude, you oh, gotta man, take a girl. Go a you gotta take. You know what? And you should podcast it I don't, it, I don't, without her knowledge. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, 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 that'll go real well for me. <laughs> it could. But you could use your food stamps, and you get a nice baguette and some meats and cheeses. And Charles uh, Shaw, two buck. Yeah, check. two buck check. Spend two. Spend two dollars and ninety nine cents, and then some food stamps. Yeah. And take a pretty lady, and then instead of taking her and having sex with her under the stairwell, <laughs> you do it under the, under the um, playground. Ooh. Under the. Which playground? Uh, well, Dolores Park has a good one, <laughs> with the under the ropey area. There's a couple areas actually there. Or um, you just get a big blanket, and just you know do things under the blanket oh my god in the public <laughs> in the public in the public i've done that one before had you've had sex, sex under a blanket in the public yeah <laughs> well i mean not full well there's just there's is it daytime it was daytime wow that'd be clever with your hands <laughs> <laughs> clever hand magic y'all <laughs> i have only had sex in public at nighttime but i have had sex in many a um uh, driveway alcove. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you know, whatever they are, garage alcove. At late night on some on the way back from Benders to like 19th Street. <laughs> really? Uh, York and 19th. There are many different alcoves that yeah, I yeah. had sex in with the. And it's plus it's plus really so dark over there too. It's so dark, yeah. yeah. I got I, this is this is my best sex in public story. I got finger banged. In the alcove of Benders by the door guy at the time. Shut he up. Says he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> he doesn't work there anymore. And in fact, I think he moved some, to some other city. This is like eight years ago. That's hilarious. But I got, I got finger banged by the door guy in the alcove of Benders, which That's... I'm pretty proud of. Some people. Wait, I know, as you first enter right there? Yeah, right there. Shut hanging up. out with. I was wearing a skirt. I was wearing a skirt, a short skirt, and he decided it would be fun. Dude, now every time we're going to walk through there, I'm going to be. This place is special to somebody. Well, I've never had sex in the bathroom at Benders, but I used to have a lot of sex in the bathroom at the homestead. Oh. The girls' bathroom locked. That's a nice bathroom too, by the way. Yeah. I don't. I'm maybe six from there. I'm not allowed to go there anymore. Yeah. Not for sex in the bathroom, <laughs> but for other reasons. Wow. What'd you do, Pam? What'd to get you 86. Do? Yeah. Um, the the guy that I was it was too young for me to be dating. He's even younger than Jonathan. Uh, the guy who was too young for me to be dating, but we weren't really dating because I wouldn't tell people in public that we were dating. <laughs> but right. we had we we had we hung out and we're friends and then had sex a lot. And he sort of fell in love with me and gave me one of the best presents ever um, for my birthday. Uh, he, his mom was a hoarder and he, she had all of the um, Time Life cooking books that I grew up with. Oh, I nice. loved those things. And I only had like three of them because my mom gave the whole collection to my brother because she likes him better. And um, he gave me, he went through his mom's stuff. He wrote down the ones I had and he went through his mom's stuff and he completed my collection. Oh, that's the thought that counts. Yeah, he was a good. He was a good guy, and I Uh-oh. treated him miserably. Uh, not miserably. I left him better than I found him. Before he was with me, 
He, he was like a campsite. He was. I always leave him better than when I found him. Absolutely. He. I got. I helped he and his mom get on food stamps. Oh, that's then nice. Then he ended up go, getting back into school, taking school. Um, I helped him do that. I helped him register for classes and all that stuff and helped him with his homework, a lot of homework. I was still in graduate school, so I helped him with that. And then he ended up getting a job. Um, and then I left him because he was like, I don't understand. And I was like, I can't keep having sex with you at your mom's house on this pullout sofa. Yeah. You need to you need to Fair. move out from your mom. You can't, I can't say that I date you. Yeah. Things were getting unattractive. Well, it was, it was like, and... There were other people that I was starting to get interested in, and it was at the beginning of comedy for me, so I was doing comedy more, and he and I were hanging out, le- spending less time at that bar because there was no comedy and more time out at comedy, so I didn't feel like I needed that bar anymore. Anyways, I devastated him a little bit, so his friend, who was a bartender there, came running to his rescue and said, "She will never drink here again." Is that it? And that's it. That's how really? I got eighty-sixty. Yeah, not for sex in the bathroom, not for. Oh, wow. It was for no sex in it the bathroom. It was for no, no sex, sex in the, the bathroom. bathroom. It's because I broke somebody's heart. That's why I got 86. That's, that's why you never stop fucking in bathrooms. Right. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, I don't. Jonathan and I aren't. We aren't. He wouldn't. Well, maybe he would. If he was drunk enough, he might be into it. But he's not. He's, we're both. We were both raised really Christian. We're both kind of prudish, which works out. You got finger banged. And that Bender's alcove, you ain't that prudish. (laughs) Well, but I didn't let him, but I don't let anybody touch my butt or look at my butt. I don't like anyone looking at my butthole because of the hemorrhoids. Like, it's just so embarrassing. (laughs) I get banged from behind and Jonathan, like, he laughs about it and thinks it's so cute that I tell that joke. And he's like, I love your butthole. And I'm like, don't look at it. Stop it. Don't even say that you love it because it means you're looking at it. Don't look at it. No. Don't ever look at it. It's so, I'm like, where the poo comes from? <laughs> I'm allowed to itch that. Don't get near that. So there will be no butt plugging for no, you? No, no. And no. Uh, no. I don't want it to, and I also, I'm like, I would I would be interested to see what his butthole looks like, but I've never looked at it because I don't want to make him uncomfortable. But here's the weird thing. I touch baby dick and, and look at buttholes yeah. every day, all the time. But they're I, innocent I mean, buttholes. They're innocent, innocent buttholes. buttholes. I don't, and, and you know what? I don't want to do anything with those buttholes either. I don't want to do anything <laughs> with anybody's butthole. I don't care if they're a baby or they're an adult. I'm not into buttholes. I'm not going to, you know, if no. there was a dental dam and we were right out of the shower, maybe. <laughs> I'll pass this information along. <laughs> Jonathan, Pam says... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do <laughs> you that. take a shower. No she told everybody on the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. She was telling everyone. Yeah, so, uh, Zach, what's what's a gross thing besides... Can, tell us tell us something gross about you. <laughs> um. Okay. I got a kidney infection one time from fucking a hooker in the ass. <laughs> what? Uh, without a condom. Oh. But... Because oh. you got poo in your pee hole? Oh, I God. don't know. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Um, this is not the first time I had ever uh, done some ass fucking without a condom, uh, and it's the only time I got a kidney infection. But uh, I used I used butter as lube. <laughs> wow. I had it was going a little rough, and I had a packet of like single like uh, restaurant butter. Yeah, like in my the pocket. one in the little. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where'd you, wait, did you, where, wait, did you just have this like in your pocket or some shit? Yeah, I just. <laughs> I went and ate earlier, and then I took the butter. <laughs> Not for this reason. I just mm-hmm. took the butter. I take the butter, too. And then I used the butter. And then I got a kidney infection, and now I don't know. 
if it was from the butter or not. God, we should call the good doctor Katie at Kaiser. I wish we could call her right now. She's a dermatologist, though, so I don't know if she'd know if it was the butter yeah, or... Yeah, so, I don't know. How, how many days, like... like The how, poo. It's the poo it? in the pee hole. It's yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's got to be the poo. It's You don't know where, you don't know where she's been, man. <laughs> You got a kidney infection because it's the same reason. Okay, so I, I know, I know, I, I I'm aware of uh, getting poop in your pee hole. Right, because uh, girls, we don't. I didn't learn until my late twenties. I was married, even. Okay, I was married, and fine, and I was getting a bunch of UTIs, and I didn't know why. And finally, the doctor goes, "Do you pee after having sex?" And I'm like, "I'm supposed to do that? No, not usually." She's like, "Oh, yeah, because." There's funk down there, and things move around, and you yeah. oh, got to get it out. Got to wash it out. Got to wash it out with the pee. If you pee, it clears the little, and oh, it all goes away. Snap! I, you didn't know that either. No, I always pee after the. Okay, we'll see. Just maybe because you, you know, irritate the bladder. Anyways, when the penis is inside you, kind of like it get, yeah. jiggles around the inside. That's one of the reasons why I won't fuck in the ass because I feel like I'm going to shit on your dick. Right, absolutely. Yeah, no way. You're going to get something rattling and it's going to be pooey. It's going to be, and then you have to pee. So you didn't pee. So here's the problem. You didn't have, you didn't pee after having sex with a prostitute with butter on your dick. Honestly, cannot recall. That was it. Yeah, probably, probably. If you would have peed, you would have been fine. I'm surprised she didn't say anything about not wearing a condom. Hmm. These are not classy girls. Uh. She don't care about her health. No. Well, there's some classy hoes. Well, when's the last time you? Not, were... not in my price range. No. Oh. Been... <laughs> <laughs> since, oh. Yeah, I guess I'm. Since you be sick. fucking them hoes, do you get tested <laughs> for? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I uh, haven't had sex with hookers in a while, but gotcha. yeah, I was clean last time I checked. Nice. And what? I mean, how does that decision go down? Like, I'm gonna sleep with a prostitute tonight. And do you yeah, just go to a, Craigslist? Yeah, that's a good or, thought. <laughs> I mean, do you walk on the street or do you go to Craigslist? This is pre-Craigslist. Um, this is pre. There's pre-Craigslist that exists. Yeah. <laughs> there's time I mean, before the so, internet. I've been sucked into the wormhole. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I was just out and about. I was at a bar. <laughs> you were out and about. I was at a bar. You were at a bar, and but how do you find the pro? Did you just ask? Do you know where the prostitute? No, we, we were like talking. And then she's like, "I'm a prostitute," and I was like, "I'm, I'm cool with that." I'm a John. Yeah. Hi. Well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> can I? This is uncouth. Can I ask how much you paid? Uh, it was pretty cheap. It was like twenty bucks. <gasps> That's Damn. it. Shoot. For butt stuff. She, she, she need. Oh, she was slashing prices that night, dude. Hey. Slashing. This is when I was a young, dude. attractive prices. man. How much? How that much is, does one charge? For yeah. sex, dude. I mean, how much would I charge? I know uh, it wouldn't be no twenty dollars. I think, I think uh, going rate. Uh, I mean, not like not like Powell Street hookers. Those are expensive hookers, but like Powell uh, Street are expensive. Because the tourists, they, yeah, because yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're used you to. Can, you can tell. You're like, god damn, that is a really nice dress. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, but like, I think going rate. I'm not sure. I haven't picked them up, but I think it's like hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah. All right, hundred bucks. And she only cost twenty. You got yourself a deal. Ago. The economy's gotten worse. But, and <laughs> the thing is this: so the hand becomes not enough. Doesn't matter if you're like, I need to have sex with a stranger. Mm-hmm. The I I, I would um, say it's the same thing. I think with it's a weakness. It's a weakness, definitely. I I just I, don't understand it. I don't need sex that badly. See, I, I I'm, I'm I'm tired of like my vibrator, and so it's just like it would be nice to have some physical interaction rather than me and this machine you know 
me and this sh machine and I, we're going to go to the bathroom and play. My robot, me. Yeah, that should be a cartoon. I, I'm me. a terrible person. I would rather, uh, Jonathan, he rubs, he gives me a lot of, like, massages and stuff. Sometimes I like that better than sex. That's, I'm that's like, good. rub my back. It's better. And I know some married people from back in the day. They used to have a program that they ran together called Back Rubs for Blowjobs. <laughs> Because she was like, Fair. sometimes I don't want to have sex. I just want you to rub my back. And he's like, sometimes I don't want to have sex. I just want you to suck my dick. And then get and off they, quick. they put on, they, they made an exchange system. That's lovely. I, I think that's I think this that's is a currency marriage. I can get behind. <laughs> that's <laughs> communication. Fuck Bitcoin. Yeah. But I am down with back rubs for blowjobs. Down with it. I, I think I'm a pervert anyway. Like I, I, I watch, I do watch a lot of porn. I've always watched a lot of porn, and uh, I do. I, I think about sex constantly. Wow. I am a, per I am a pervert. Yeah. I honestly consider castrating myself at least like once a month. <laughs> I, can, I should really do that. Save so much fucking time and energy. Like sex is like suicide. It's one. It's one of the. It's one of the like easiest things to not do. Like you can be so inept that you can't fuck. You can be so inept that you can't kill yourself. But it's one of the hardest things to not think about. That's sure. It's true. So much of your energy is just devoted to think about sex. I and so just <laughs> killing and yourself. Kill well, that maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I I see how that's it is. Funny. You know, it's easier for women to pick up somebody rather than dudes. Like because oh, yeah. women, we don't have to turn to hoes. You it's know, so which yeah. is easy yeah. to find guys that. To, it's yeah. I and that's one of my. Well, I, I broke my rule with Jonathan, but I always say I don't fuck where I drink, but. Having a boyfriend is different, so we're fine there. But I wouldn't, and nobody that I, if I'm at the bar to drink, I cannot sleep with anybody at that bar because it's my bar, and yeah. I don't want to yeah. fuck up my bar. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I go to another bar, <laughs> game on. Yeah. Game well, not on. anymore. Not for the past. I mean, I'm in, I am in a, my com beautifully C committed committed, committed yeah. relationship. I, I mean, and not. I by choice, purely by choice. I I kind of we he, 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 he put me on his Costco membership. Dude. I think that, that means, means you're married. I think that means we're married. That means you know? you're married, dude. I think that's yeah. true love. That is that's that's a step he, up, dude. He gets you a Costco card. Yeah. Oh my god. And I don't even know if I told you what he did for Valentine's Day. He went crazy. He spent too much money and I told him I was like, "You this is far too generous of a gift. You'll appreciate this, Zach." He got me um an entire set of um Shun the the knives that are the folded folded steel the folded Japanese steel, folded steel with the knife? pretty with the pretty thingy holy shit those are expensive they're super That's expensive. Really expensive and I was like baby you know during the apocalypse we can strap these to sticks <laughs> and we can slice people up and he's like honey they, there are I said there are knives so I actually want to get a little travel case so I can take him back and forth from his house of mine because right, yeah. I want to use the knives. But he was like, this is so when if you ever get on one of those reality TV she cooking show things that you'll like have, that you'll look like a professional because you'll have the right knives. And you I'm know like, what? That That's Maybe. true love because anytime a man will buy a woman knives, that's trust. <laughs> Motherfucking that's knives. That's trust. These that's are trust. sharp. Dude, yeah. These and knives. they'll stay sharp for a long time. And, and I'll get them, I'll get them, uh, uh, sharpened once a year whether they need it or not just to keep them in tune mm -hmm. but uh, this huge beautiful knife set and I and I couldn't believe it I was like what and he got me roses yeah. and we hung out all day in bed and he brought me chocolate that's nice it was really nice he like really stuff. he wrote me like 
a beautiful, beautiful card. And then he said things to me all day that were like really amazing. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe. I was like, can I record this? Because this is not, <laughs> like, I need to hear this later when I'm being all like, nobody loves me. Oh, Sounds like a Julia Roberts movie. It was like a fucking Julia Roberts movie. <laughs> and then I had nauseous. these knives. He, and he got, he got these breads and cheeses. Romance. And we ate all these cheeses. And I used all my new knives to slice things up. And they're really sharp and really great. Dude, that's. I can't wait to debone a turkey. That's perfect. Dude, no time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love deboning turkeys. I, I would probably use those knives to debone somebody oh. if someone bought me those knives. I'll go Puerto Rican on their ass if they cross me. Well, <laughs> it's my apocalypse plan now because these are like these are this is real weaponry, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not good with guns. I, I'm I'm better in like small stabbing. Um, yeah, in short range fighting, I feel like I do better than. I mean, what kind of long-range fighting can one do, I guess? <laughs> the sword? Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Bow and arrow, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm more like skateboard. I'm sort of a man-to-man combat Ninja skateboarder. Ninja skateboarder. There you go. <laughs> but, but what I learned from my racist tale about the bus um, is that um, I, when it comes to fight or flight, I'm definitely a flight. Yeah. Although yeah. I did try to protect the other girl. Cause she was really scared and I was like, don't worry. I was like, kind of like even trying to like, kind of, I was like, if someone's going to get hit by a, by a, a wary punch, it yeah. better be me, not this girl. Cause I've taken a punch to the face. No problem. Yeah. I fall on my skate. That's what I learned when I had my last skateboard accident. It broke my nose and my fucking lips still fucked up. It's like, I could take a punch to the face. Did they ever, by the way, they didn't end up catching that guy. Did they? Oh, of course not. Of Nothing course. happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. he ran off into the darkness on his PCP trip. Have you ever done a PCP, Zach? Uh, yeah, here, actually, on accident. <laughs> That's right. I was here, too. You here, yeah. The guy walked by, handed you a questionable joint. He said, do you want to smoke a joint? I was like, fuck, I love joints. Yeah. And I smoked it, and I walked inside. I was like, whoa. He gave you sherm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got shermed. Apparently, he was outside screaming or something. Tim Pizza was here. I don't remember I was part. here, too. I'll be damned. You got set up, dog. I got caught. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Was it, was <laughs> yeah, it a lot it of fun? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, well, you're good with drugs, though. I mean, you yeah, can pretty yeah, much roll fair. with any situation and mm-hmm. not freak out. Yeah. I mean, I try not to freak out. I, I'm only good with speedy stuff. Oh. I'm a speedster. So anything that slows me down, I'm not down for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I definitely wouldn't do PCP. Well, let's, just... let's go through a list here with Zach. Uh, benzodiazepines, <laughs> you like those? The two um, family, Valium? Not really. They're okay. Medazolam. They're okay. I mean, those are like more like a uh, plane trip stuff. Or road right, trip. right, 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 right. Put me out. I don't want to know. But no, you don't have a problem with them. Just, no, yeah. just not a big fan. Not a big fan. So benzodiazepines. That's one of my favorites. Uh, opiates, you're down with the opiates. Love them. Love them. <laughs> Pills. In general, yes. Pills. You, do you ever do you ever shoot it up? No, I, I drew that line because Good. I would like them so much. Right, but <laughs> smoke it. Yeah, smoke I'll, it. Sm- I'll smoke and snort just about anything. Gotcha. Have smoked and snorted. Uh, the Kane family. Um, Cocaine. I Novocaine. I don't have a problem with Iocaine. the drugs themselves, but the people who use them are fucking losers. So I typically <laughs> right. steer clear. Whoops. I see. Well, and a there, lot it's of like the, cocaine is like uh, the jewelry of drugs. Like, look what I have. Like, fucking leave me alone, you yeah, fucking douchebag. It's bag. expensive. <laughs> it's expensive, but I, I, I don't. I like it. I do. Yeah, because it's I, fun. No, then, it's fun. I think it's more fun. Like if I'm going dancing, and sometimes if I'm in a room full of people, and I get these big ideas of like, yeah, we can do this and this and that and that, and I'm like, no, I'm really just fucking high. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just really high, and I'm just talking shit. 
and let me stop because the come down is going to be a son of a bitch. Here's, here's I the thing rolling. I really don't like about cocaine people is like we'll do, be doing cocaine and then someone will tell me about their dog they had when they were seven for like four hours. Uh, and true. I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck true. about your dog at all, at all. It's and true. they just like, they waste like this intense focus they have on like talking about their dumb dog. And they just like, <laughs> if they just like drew Bart Simpson for four hours solid, just all, they would know how to draw Bart Simpson now, but they just waste that on telling this fucking rehashing this dumb shit. I hate it so much. You do have to be cautious who you party with. You do. You can't party with anybody, everybody. Like I would definitely it's want, true. I would not want to party with the bromosexuals. Yeah, I would. I would know that that's going to end up in rape, and uh, no, because for some people it's just about ego and what have you. It is an ego booster kind of yeah. drug, but some people take it to the limit, like where they want to get, where they want to fight and shit. I'm like, whoa, dude, we're supposed to be dancing and partying. Why do you want to fight? You can't handle this. Yeah, yeah. Coke you, is uh, you an ugly, ugly drug. It can turn ugly, <laughs> and yeah, it make it just. I don't like Coke. Uh, and I just, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Every time I see it and it's around, I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I turn down Coke all the time, and yeah. it blows people's fucking minds. Yeah, right? I I will not say no. <laughs> I will be like, oh, okay. Pass but the like, once you, once you take Coke from someone, they, in their mind, like, you owe them, like, right. part of your time for this fucking dumb conversation <laughs> about <laughs> their fucking dog. And I've, I've said to people before, uh, you know what? I I already have enough friends, but thanks. Yeah, I really yeah. don't. I don't really feel comfortable. I don't really want to have this conversation. I'll be doing other drugs in front of people and be like, "You want some coke?" I'm like, "Nah, I'll snort this meth. Leave me alone." <laughs> See, meth. I can't. I can't. Ooh, yeah, that one I can't touch. That's... So when you wrote that crazy poem the other day, where you were on, you were on acid. Yeah, just on acid. Oh, okay, just acid. Okay, and That's the words safe. were swimming around, and you're like, "This is all genius." Yeah, I was bored, and I wanted to do it, so I did it. I have a ton of mushrooms right now at my house. And it was so funny because on Sunday, I actually had time. I had to burn four hours, actually. But I had that show, that comedy show. And I was like, I'm going to go down to the beach. And I was like, I should take shrooms. And then I was like, no, I'm going to take this comedy show seriously. Which is so stupid because it's in a fucking deli. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is taking it seriously? It's in a deli. You're being responsible, Pam. I was being responsible. Being... So I only drank, I had a bottle of Fernet. I was just drinking a little Fernet here. You had a bottle of Fernet. Oh, here, I need you guys to help me make a decision. Okay. okay. So this Friday, I'm booked in Rohnert Park. That's north. That's like that? by Santa Rosa. Okay. And I kind of want to cancel it. The other people on the show are Stephanie Silverman and two people I don't know. Dirty Dan P puts it together. He's a good guy. Every show I've done with him that's been a good audience, he's taking care of me, alcohol, food, and all that kind of stuff. And he's even paid me once. But um, And a good audience, always a good audience. But if we do it, I have to make my I have to make Jonathan get off work early and we have to leave the city by like Isn't there a bus that takes you like right there? But the problem is that no matter what, there's traffic. And because right. it's a on a Friday, Friday. Yeah. going oh. to Santa Rosa. So I think the show's at 9, but it's going to take us like three hours to get there. Hmm. If we leave at 4, we'll be there at like 7 or 8. If we leave at 5, we'll probably be there at 8. So so I'm wondering like, and I've got I've got Ethan Albers. He's already, um, he's I got him to guest host Pamtastics, which is great. And I still want him to do it even if I stay. 
but then I just do happy hour and then I just do a set on my own motherfucking show in front of my own audience that's already going to be here and just not host it just do a set at my own show because otherwise I feel like I've got to get Jonathan to drive out of the way and then we're up there and we either have to spend the night up there with our some at our friend's house or we have to drive all the way back and I feel like oh it's going to be is waiting. it worth it um, I say check the buses. Uh, I was talking to Tony about this. I think it's the same place where um, a bus takes you like from here to like right in front of the venue. So yeah. you have to leave early, but I mean you're not imposing anything on anyone else. You're just right. Doing it yourself. So, I know, um, but and th- you probably well, I don't. Know. But then that's the thing. Is it? I don't know if you can get back in time. Or I don't know. Right. Exactly. So you have to look that up. I and and it's a lot of work. And should I just should I just cancel the name and be like, sorry, man, I just can't work out a ride. I. It, that, that, Fridays oh are gosh. really hard for me and yeah. with the festival coming. I mean, I have a lot of things too. Like, I, I've i got the festival coming, so I'm freaking out about that. And pl- tonight I have a show in Hayward. So yeah, we're already that's... driving far. I mm, Well, in that case, that kind of narrows it down, the fact that you are already traveling this week yeah. to, for another show. And I'm sure that other person would understand the fact that Fridays are actually your more hectic, crazy day, especially yeah, with the well, festival coming I'm up. Giving, I'm giving up a lot for like 15 minutes of stage time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. minutes plus like I'm four not, hours right, exactly. with travel time. Exactly. So yeah. I think I'm just going to cancel it. You guys agree with me? I just want to yeah. feel better about uh, I don't decision. make anybody's decisions for them. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm saying, stating an opinion. Like, I think... Res- responsibly, you should probably hold this one off. I think so too. I think it's more respect, more responsible to stay here than to go out there, right. because I'm going to be all stressed out. And really, I'm worried. I'm not. I shouldn't worry about hurting this guy's feelings. There's no shortage of comedians. I think if you let him know now today, yeah, I'll <laughs> after the show, I'll, yeah, I'll email you know. him and tell him I'm so sorry. I'm freaking out. The festival. I would definitely the festival. Crazy. There you go. Because that's what that's actually what's really going on. Definitely. Here, so. Definitely. No offense, dude. No offense. No offense. Dirty Dan. Everybody go to Dirty Dan, Dan P shows. Well, tonight I'm in this comedy tandem thing. I don't know if you know about this yet, Zach. You should do it with somebody. Um, Nobody books me anywhere. No, no, no. You <laughs> just have to talk to Cola Sexton and. Um, oh yeah. No. And and or somebody picks you as their. If I do it again, I'll pick you as my um, as my teammate instead. I pick Steve Poggi. So the way that it works is that you have two options. You can do one that the first comedian goes up and does like five minutes and then the audience votes on a bunch of things and then if you get enough points then their second person on your team gets to go up and then they have more points and then the winner gets like 50 bucks the winners the the team I don't know if they get 50 bucks a piece or if they whatever Tony told me about the show and he said it's great and it's really filled with people it's an A-word so I told Cola Sexton I'd like to be in the show he said great he said pick your teammate I picked Steve Poggi the second thing is that if you you can do a skit together you can do a tandem thing for 10 minutes and then you forfeit your second set but you could be creative and we are gonna be crazy so let me tell you what we're doing okay record so, it record it yeah, oh we, yeah record shit like that all the weird shit that you're never gonna do again you should it's, record that yeah <laughs> I'll have Jonathan record it so he's gonna drag me out on stage oh. and I'm like dead and he puts me in a chair and he's like Pam's taking a lot of acid and she's been drinking since two see if we can wake her up he's gonna go like action and then I'm gonna do my set but like jump out and do my cheerleading jokes and do a bunch of feminist stuff and I'm just gonna do like three minutes and then I um fall back I like fall back down on the chair and he's gonna like or I'm gonna kind of slump myself off stage and be like I can't do it anymore I can't do it Steve you gotta get out there and then he's gonna go out and do his time 
And then he goes off stage, and I'm changing backstage into a fuzzy snake costume <laughs> with um, tattooed tight legs and um, fishnets and, and my little character shoes. And then I come out, shuff, I come out tap dancing, and I'm, I'm, um, I'm uh, singing Safety Snake Says. So I sing this little song, and then I have all these lines about what the Singing Safety Snake Says, and it's all about like drugs and stuff. And then I say, now I'm going to do the safety dance. And then I'm going to do this big tap dance <laughs> as a snake. And then I'm going to like shuffle off the buffalo again. And I'll be like, remember, kids, don't trust lizard people. <laughs> and then Steve comes out dressed as Fishy McFisherson. I don't know if you've ever seen him yeah, do yeah, this yeah. character. He wears this like lizard mask thing, this like fish mask and a suit. And he tells jokes and he's really mean so he's gonna end as Fisher McFisherson and then I'm gonna come back out and we're gonna go like da, 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 da. don't trust lizard people <laughs> I like it I like it, it. sounds so, very vaudevillian it's gonna be it's cause of the tap dancing Steve's like what can we do together what can we do that's a skit and I'm like I can tap dance and he's like alright what do you have that goes with Fishy McFisherson? And I'm like, I got a snake costume. It's like, <laughs> fucking good. Done and done. I put it on last night, and it's like, it's a big long tail, and it's like a leotard, but it's fuzzy. Wow. And it has a snake head that comes over the top, and has a little. Where'd you get this at? Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Costco is Disneyland. I'm a large kid. I'm, I'm in the kid size, so every. Yeah, me too. It's great. You should go there. Costco, they're like they're like $12.98. And they're these little costumes. No I used to have a butterfly and I used to have a parrot. I, don't, I let somebody borrow the parrot. I like to wear the parrot when I go to Jimmy Buffett concerts because I'd sit on pirates' shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a parrot. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I'd wear the, I wore the parrot costume. We went, to, we went to Hawaii to go see Jimmy Buffett, my ex-husband and our friends. And we went, we were down and... Hawaii and we're walking to the to where the concert is and they're like are you gonna wear the parrot costume the whole time and I'm like fuck yeah I'm gonna wear it all day so like yeah. we're in Hawaii and all day I'm dressed as a parrot That's I have no dude. problem dressing as a parrot or a snake or I wanted to get the unicorn one. Oh, it was so magical it had a magical mane and a magical tail and my ex-husband we were in Costco and he's like and I, I put it on and I run up to him, I gallop up to him like you know he's in the bakery aisle or whatever and I gallop up to him and I'm like can I get it can I get it and he's like Get, get that thing off. What are you... Get, get out. No. No more fluffy costumes, Pam. You already have enough. You have three. You need to have a unicorn, too? Yes. Why not? I yeah, know. It's yes. $12.98. You're an emergency veterinarian. You don't like, you don't like mythical animals? Yeah. <laughs> What's oh, wrong with man. you? Yeah. That's one of the only regrets I have in my life is not getting that Costco that unicorn. unicorn. Magical mane, magical tail. So stupid. What a, yeah. It's fun to dress up. It's fun to dress up. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on the Altcast. Uh, we don't have to be done. It's just everyone's checking their their clocks, so I thought I'd do a station break. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. This is the Altcast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Best tink in the biz. Go check them out. Try Alta.com. And um, I'm here with LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, co-host, amazing human being, and also artist, comedian, Zach Wiseman. I am Zach Wiseman. <laughs> Zach, when was the moment that you realized, like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian? This is it. This is what I'm doing. Now um, I'm doing this. 
I was I was doing construction work in Alaska and I hated it. I mean, it was cool because like I'd make good money and shit. Construction work. You weigh like 108 pounds. <laughs> I was up to 130 at that point. Ooh, all right. All right. Lifting wood. Damn. Yeah, carrying shit up ladders. I I uh, I managed to maintain my jobs because I was just willing to do like ridiculously hard shit uh, that people didn't want to do and not bitch about it. So amazing. Like we had to. Um, at one point, we uh, had to dig this trench in the middle of winter between two buildings, and they couldn't get any machines back there. So about for like three months, me and my buddy uh, swung pickaxes at frozen dirt oh, God. for 10 hours a day. Pickaxes at frozen dirt. It was brutal. Ethan Alvers knows about that kind of shit, pickaxes at frozen. He is no stranger to work himself. Joining us on the AltaCast, baby angel himself, newly shaved yes, Ethan Alvers. Hello, radio world. There he is. There he oh, is, people. Good. Good. How are you, yeah. you Ethan? You look horrible. You look horrible? Oh, it's like doing dishes and stuff. Doing dishes? Sweating in the bus. I got a little hot. Got a little oh, sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little hot inside the, the bus. So oh. Like, you were doing dishes. You were doing dishes in the bus. I get you. Yeah. You know, when you live on something, you, unless you want to be a complete wasteful prick, uh, you do accumulate dishes. Ah. And if you don't do them, then when you stop hard, they come out of the sink. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you have to you have to be on your dish your dish game. That's how sure. how is how is bus life? Bus life is ah, okay. We're going through this like split stuff. Me and her. So like my days on the bus are like coming to an end. But it's okay. We're kind of having this like weird agreement. I'm trying not to get stabbed. She right. Has, she has that stabbing eye. Like that stabbing face. What did you do? Did you not get her something for Valentine's Day? No, I didn't get her anything for Valentine's Day. But no, it's accumulation of a lot of stuff. So uh, So you're moving off the bus? Um, Eventually. Uh, she's kind of banking on me because I uh, have a lot of kind of kind of things in the works. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, we're going to be partners in crime. Does that make sense? Partners in... Not like life partners, though. <laughs> right. Like I don't know, not like you just, sexual. Yeah, no you just sex. you just don't get to have sex anymore. But you guys yeah. are still hanging out, doing cool no stuff. Sex. She no was sex. Here for she was here earlier. She was here earlier. Yes, she was. She put the whole compressor in there yesterday. Yeah, that's what she. I said. She said compressor. Bam. That's yeah, exciting. It's not cooling, which I gotta figure out why. But the compressor's supposed to be good. But. So I should let you guys know that Ethan Albers is another host of a show here for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He is part of day two. He's the 10 o'clock show. It's the Aristocat. Aristocrats. Aristocrats. Not Aristocats. <laughs> Aristocrats. And it's going to be that disgusting story told by a bunch of people. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm very excited for Filippo Esfico's Italian twist. Italian version. Italian twist on the American classic It'll joke. It'll probably be yeah. really, really good. I, I, the, when we did this show before, it was really, really good. And the reason I chose you to host this is because you were so amazing in that other Aristocrats show, which is still in our archives. If you guys go under Friends of Mutiny mm-hmm. in the mutiny.fm uh, archives, you can listen to the original Aristocrats show, which was really, really good. Uh, and so I was like, I have to do it again. But also, if people don't like it, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't, I mean, it's, it's all just a guy. I thought about helicoptering my dick on stage. I think it's the first time for everything, right? Wow! For the Mutiny Festival. Well, there's gonna it. be free PBR in the green tent, which makes me nervous that you're back on the, you're back on the drinking train. Too, I, too. Uh, I ain't back on the drinking train. I'm, uh, uh, I'm not completely, because I don't really enjoy it. I like. I love it. I know you love it. Like, the thing is, like, every day this week that I've drank, 
or last week were all days I knew I had to wound up with wind up with uh, my buddy, who is so fucking boring <laughs> that like me being drunk is the only way I can process being with this. Wow. Human being. Wow, you have to be drunk to hang out with your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's a really weird thing. I mean, I love him to death. He knows that, but it's like he he's boring. He offered <laughs> me a full room, a free room too, in a very, very expensive apartment. And I'm like, I can't do it, man. No thanks. He's just it's, that, it's boring. that boring. He's just that boring and he's that needy. Like now, there's no such thing as something that's free, right? Oh right, yeah. right. True. So there well, uh actually that's not true. The other day, I took the baby into C's Candies, and I said, um, I'd like a dark chocolate scotch mellow. And she says, is that it? I said, yeah. And she goes, does he like samples? And I said, yes, indeed he does. And so she gave me a piece of candy for the baby, and I went to go give her what's usually 90 cents. And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, you! She's like, that's your sample. Bye. Have a great day. I was like, you just gave me the piece of candy I wanted for nothing. And you gave the baby a piece of candy, too. I was going to split it with the baby. It tastes good because it was free. It, tastes it tasted amazing because it was free. Yeah. Free is good. I was, it was, and I love these candy. I mean, they see me in there like twice a week. I'm the worst nanny in the world. I bring the child in. I bring the child in to see candy because he gets a sample and I give him like half of it and I get the other half. You can't give that much chocolate to a baby. But you can teach children when they're young to appreciate good candy. Especially when it's free. And none of that weird <laughs> shitty candy. I don't let him eat any of that crappy, you know, the waxy <laughs> chocolate that's like all gross. Remember like when you were Easter bunnies and the things? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're yeah. whack, gross chocolate, stupid chocolate. Chocolate isn't even like real chocolate. Dumb bunny chocolate. The bunny chocolates. Fuck that chocolate. Ew. Shit's gross. Gross. And Easter is coming. Do we care about Easter? Uh, no. no. <laughs> um, I had a really interesting Easter. Like we used to do Easter eggs when I was a kid. But I think like the time, like what ruined Easter is like a, probably like a month before Easter, we used to raise rabbits around my house, like oh. not for food, just for fun of it. And this guy came on, what was his name, Richard? Some guy my sister was banging, and he was all high on like acid, and somehow was like felt that they were a threat oh, no. to him, and so he tore the heads off to like eleven rabbits. Oh my god! Okay, that he would tore ruin it. the heads off eleven rabbits. Yeah, and like threw them into a pile. I think it's because my sister stopped blowing them or something. Like something really weird. My sister had a really good track record of fucked up dudes. Dude, that dude is amazing. I can't ah. ever imagine. Well, you know what? That I've, would ruin it. Zach Wiseman has been on acid and destroyed some things, but you would never rip the heads off of eight live rabbits when you were on acid. How much acid would it take for you to rip the heads off of 11 I, live rabbits? I don't know if it was all acid. But I was that's just because I was drunk. Saying. I was blackout drunk that day. That's what that was. <laughs> and and then, I'm not a good drunk. And then I was trapped inside a place. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> Have you ever heard his prison stories? Like they're they're oh, all yeah, like ripped, exactly the same thing every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was drunk in jail and they uh, like wouldn't let me have a phone call, so I ripped the phone off the wall. I ripped the payphone style phone off the wall. Yeah. How does such a small man do such big leverage? Things? You know, leverage. Leverage. Can you rip a phone book? You know. No. When he's drunk, he can. I've seen him. <laughs> seen him do it. Yeah, it was when he's drunk. One time. It was one time. One time. Magical beings here yeah. in the in the studio today for the Alticast. That's really that that bunny story is really fucked up. That I ooh Jesus. That's it's well, terrible. I would do it, man. You know what's crazy is one of them, uh, like the night before we did a put away, and he was the only one that survived. And so we just left <gasps> him out, and we lived next to his gas station as um, growing up, and so he'd just like go over and like wander around while cars were like pumping gas. 
Never got ran over. He just come up to people and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" And like run off and like the like made himself with like this like giant burrow underneath like the, the porch. Wow. And then somebody just died underneath there, or some critter got to him. Uh, that's insane. My or a dog. My dog once actually killed. I was. I had a friend named Julie, and she had two uh, young kids, and they lived. We were in Davis at the time, and I had this great dog named Wedge, and they had ra- they had a rabbit that lived in a cage in the backyard. And Wedge was staying there because they were taking care of him for a couple hours. I was doing something. and He opened the cage and he played with the rabbit till it died. He basically threw it up in the air and caught it and shook it around. He was just having a good old time. I don't think he realized that he like murdered the rabbit. Ragdoll. So mom, Julie, comes home and sees that the, the thing is dead and tells me. And I'm very upset too. And I'm like, I call him a killer for a while. I'm like, killer, I can't tell, look at you and talk to you. He's like, I don't know what happened. Uh, and so then I had to make Julie and I both decided that to spare her children we made little lost bunny we took picture of the bunny and right. put it and put it all over the neighborhood and told him like you must have left the door unlocked because the bunny got out we, we'll look all over, we'll look everywhere but the, we think the bunny's free now oh yeah given to get kids security issues where it's like the door's always locked no one ever goes away right? <laughs> just like stuff like that well you can either ruin them or Make them feel bad. I don't you're know. You're gonna ruin them either way. You're gonna ruin There's them. There's like, when I was a kid, uh, we had a dog, English Springer Spaniel, that like a great dog named Jenny, and she would bark all the time. She was a cool dog. She played tetherball. We had a tetherball pole and like her her fence there, and she just played tetherball herself. She'd knock it all the way up, wag her tail, let it come back down, and then just keep hitting it around until it was the other way. That's crazy. Yeah, and we had this like neighbor, Mr. Soul's wife was like dying of cancer. She was like 90, 94, so she had a good fucking run. Dog, so the dog would bark. So my parents like got rid of her, and I was like, uh, you know, most families would go, oh yeah, we took them away to a farm or whatever. They have a better home. My, my dad was like, no, nah, dad, down her to pound. Um, uh, maybe she'll get adopted. She's sweet. Let's hope. They kill though. Like so, who knows? <laughs> they do kill. Uh, they, they do. Kill. I don't want to get you, but she's a sweet dog. So we're just gonna go ahead and assume that because she barked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he got rid of her. We only took one back because she bit Rafe in the face. I uh, got bit in the face by a cocker spaniel, and my dad ended up just giving it away uh, in the paper. I got bit in the face and got stitches by our Doberman picture. Nice. Yeah, because I thought it was a horse, and I was riding uh, it like a horse. I did a, I did a fun one. I'd take its food away and say, no, not yet. And I was like, four in its face, this little cocker spaniel. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm from the pound. That's how we do it in the pound. Fight people. You can't, so, you can't do that to dogs. Like, I would do stuff I can do like that, that to that my too. dog now. Like, you could poke her in the eye, and she'll be like, all right, cool, we're doing this. Like, but... I like squirting water on the dog that we have previously right now. Like, just just to get her mad. Just squirt water on her. And she'll, like, like she's 15. She's old. She's confused. Yeah. So, like, just a little water. Or like, she's get out, show her teeth and what have you. My boyfriend hates it. My boyfriend treats the dog better than me, actually. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, the bunny <laughs> rabbit thing that reminded me of one other story uh, about we had this bunny named Licorice before the guy ripped off all the heads. And this dog, uh, one of them was named Licorice, and this one kept getting, f- like, fucking pregnant. And the thing is, is that she'd just, like, kill her babies. That was, like, her thing. They have to be in a special box. They have to put them in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we tried to do everything to keep the babies together. Box. Eventually, we just, when we found out she had babies, we just took them all away from her, and we were, like, bottle-feeding them. It's, like, ten of them. And they all, like, slowly started dying. None of them made it, except for one. It's one named Pinky, so it was, like, a little tiny bunny rabbit running around. It was, like, my dad's favorite thing. He carried it around his pocket. 
My dad had a bad thing with falling asleep on the couch with a cigarette oh, in no. his mouth. Burned oh, the no. rabbit. No. What happened is that he fell asleep and then like the ash came back on him and he woke up all startled and got up and stepped on a rabbit and killed it. Oh, poor buddy. Yeah. That's an okay way to go. Real quick. You know? Real, real quick. <laughs> poor bad. And that sent my dad into like a suicide spiral. That actually, that started the trigger of events which led to him with a gun on the front porch yelling at me about shoes all one fucking tie from the rabbit because he stepped it's on the it's a series rabbit. of stuff it build up build up momentum and then he'd show us the new gun he purchased wow he had like like in the time he had was alive he had like seven guns confiscated from the police and here's the thing like in, how does he get more guns in Oregon like if you're low, if they don't like commit you to like an asylum like they put you in like a 72 hour psych hold if you release after that you can still get guns so he just kept going and buying guns. And he had a bad thing about getting credit cards because my mom and him used to have really good credit. And he, my mom found out after he died that he had like fucking 57 credit cards. What? And he kept a little bit of balances on each one of them because his idea was that he wanted to maximal out and then tile his bathroom with them like a lunatic. Good I respect Lord. that. Like, but like he just kept buying guns with credit cards. Like, Whoa. And guitars. Like a real American. Like a real American. <laughs> so was your mom saddled with that debt after his Yeah, she had to file for like bankruptcy or something like that. Like, All in the name. Exactly. Yeah, she filed for bankruptcy. But he ended up, he, he was worth some money, my dad, because uh, my brothers and we all got death benefits. I only got it for like two years. My brothers got it forever. And that's like, you know how much, worth, how much a dead father is worth? <laughs> like $341 a month. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, maybe. For what reasoning? It's debt, like a, it's a benefit, like uh, if you work, it's something you pay into when you work. If you ever have a job, you've ever had a job, you've paid into it. If you ever have a kid and you die, even though he killed himself, normally that's null and void for like anything. He had life insurance uh, and that null and voided his life insurance. Like, Suicide makes your life insurance not no, be null That's void. so stupid. It so it. Yep. Uh, so he had an insurance policy. That's and so dumb. Realistically, my mom kind of has a, like anger towards him. Uh, well, a lot of anger, but um, because he was only lived like another two years, like he only had one lung, like he was he was anorexic for his entire life, like forty five years. So he had like no internal organs left. Like he was he was on the way out. Like how how did uh, do you feel like you're eating? patterns have been affected because your dad was anorexic no my mom said that the other when i was up there in oregon though she goes i thought you were i started to think you're bulimic because i eat so much i consume so much but i keep it down and turn it into poop i'm like <laughs> my dad who would just eat it and go Bleh! and like it's so wasteful i watched a um a intervention about a girl who was bulimic and um her husband was saying that it's so expensive because she goes and buys food and then she she used Ziploc bags. She'd throw up into Ziploc bags and hide them in her closet. And so like the camera crew is going around and he's like, here's another bag of vomit. Here's another bag. Find these all the time. Yeah. But he said it was like they would spend all of this money on yeah. You know, she yeah, eat like six six yeah. cans of six cans of Campbell's or something. No, you know? my, it's like twenty bucks of soup. It gets my, expensive. Crazy. My mom was talking about it, and you know we were broke as shit. And my mom was like, I was cooking meal quantities for like twelve. Whoa. I we had four kids. She had four kids herself. My dad would eat the quantity of like six people, and then just spend the entire night. He was nocturnal, so he'd stay up all night and then sleep during the day and wake up in the afternoon. And he would just like barf. So I remember did he did he he didn't work. Uh, no, he questionably, he, he went to school forever, but uh, never technically finished. Technically, on paper, he should have like two doctorates, 
because he went to school like 18 years. Wow. But all of them were like physical education things that he just couldn't physically do or did a thing. Like, they were like bullshit reasons. But he like was a TA and like taught, filled in for this lady teaching history. Um, re yeah, really interesting dude. Like the only job I remember him having is he worked at Sears for like a month and they kept writing him up because he was late because he had a weird thing of, he'd have to get up at 10 a.m., he'd shit, shower, shave. He had, he was OCD, so he had to do all these like weird things like clean his apartment, and then he'd be late for work. And he's just like, well, I can't get up, like his boss, like you gotta get up earlier. It's just like, no, I can't get up any earlier. This is how it works. You need to, you need to work around my schedule. Do you see how this works? <laughs> and they fired his ass. Wow. Yeah. So he was on disability? Uh, no, not really. No, my mom just supported him. Wow. And my mom didn't have a good job. She worked for Head Start. She was a family advocate lady. So she just took in like low income, helped low income people get uh, resources. Wow. Immigrants. Except yeah. she, she couldn't help her own husband get resources. No, no. I mean, he had like, uh, he had like health and stuff and psych psychiatric shit from like the state. Uh... But yeah, other than that, like my mom supported him. When she when he moved out, my mom took care of the apartment. All the way for like, Whoa. he lived in this other, she paid the, the house I think was paid off, but she was paid an apartment for him on like $12 an hour and supporting four kids. Wow. Well, my sister was older, so like three. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, wow. my mom's pretty tough. That's why when I say she just gets drunk all the time. Like, my mom never drank when I was a kid. She never did. She only started drinking after my dad died. Because she's like, finally, I can relax. Well, because he didn't drink, yeah. So it was like, because apparently his father was an asshole, too. Before I get <laughs> nah. that done. Nah. Uh, you should write a, uh, you should write an autobiography. What about my fucked up family? Yeah. yeah. So you call it my struggle. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should. You can Black like it. me. I should call it like that. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. He was uh, he was a really interesting dude. So uh, he was you know like fucking Zach's build, pretty much Zach's build, but like six inches taller. Whoa! And had this like attitude, like you no know, one would fight. He would fucking fight anybody. Doesn't matter if the guy had two hundred pounds on him. He would run his mouth and attempt to fight him. Like, wow! Like I watched him. My grandfather's like three hundred pounds and like built like five ten, and I watched him fuck up my grandfather drunk when I was like. Nine or ten Whoa. in the front yard, just beat the fuck out of him. Like, what trash? That's what. Wow. Wow. Good now I'm stuff. really fascinated by your story. I know. I know. Zach's too. He's got the. We got school shooting over here and dead dad over here. Bulimic dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my life seems pretty fucking normal. Uh, you got some craziness in your family. No, they're they're not. They're they're just Republicans. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. That that's is crazy. insane. Well, we and we haven't even we haven't even said the T word yet today. But he's been endorsed now by like a congressman, and uh, it looks like it looks like he actually he has a shot at. I mean, it seems unbelievable. No, he has a shot. He has a legitimate shot. Yeah, it, it, it seems it's inconceivable. God, it's so it's hilarious. It's nauseating. No, out of all the Republicans, you want Robert Reich does a really great series called um, Move uh, Move On org or something. You follow him on Facebook. Robert Reich, phenomenal guy, probably one of the best minds currently living, and he uh, he understands like how important his election is. So he he started dumbing down all everything, the economic issues with illustrations like like uh, Schoolhouse Rock 
illustrations <laughs> to explain stuff. People need that shit. And he ex- the people need that because they're visual learners. He understands it. He's, he teaches at UC Berkeley. Um, you know, he was the former Secretary of uh, Labor under Bill Clinton. Most that was the most prosper. That was the uh, the best economy, prosperous economy the U.S. had post 1980. Right. Right. But he uh, he did one on Trump about how Trump is actually less evil is the best of all those cards coming out of there because he doesn't he just talks shit he fucking just wings it he doesn't have a fun, firm grip yeah. on like anything other than wanting to build a border like other than that, like Ted Cruz is way he's more he's crazy because Cruz says wants he to likes... like attack abortion he has all yeah. these agendas he has an agenda actually. my dad says he likes Rubio Rubio has a crazy agenda too Trump is probably the best deal if you're going to vote Republican because he's a cartoon character yeah yeah like, it just seems insane he just acts insane but he's actually kind of rational in 1989, he was talking about, there was an interview in 89 with Playboy magazine, and they were talking about how he, uh, they're like, oh, have you ever run for president? He's like, yeah. yeah He's I'd like, well, I'm a Democrat now, but if I ever wanted run for, to run, I'd run as a Republican, I'd probably win. Win. That's like. Because Republicans are stupid or Yeah, exactly, because like Republicans yeah. are stupid. Yeah. So he knows this game. Like, he fucking knows this game. He ran in 2000. Yeah. yeah. And no one and didn't make a splash. Yeah, but then he had to get on TV, and then people were like, "Oh, I like that guy on TV." He says you're fired. He's gonna do that to brown people too. You're yeah. fired. Like I, I still, I, I, I do agree that Ted Cruz is scarier, though. I mean, he really is. He has like, an agenda. Like, and it's I want to punch him in the face. Like that yeah. face is just so punchable. Like his nose and everything else. He just and now he he's kind of backing up of what yeah. Trump said about like um. Uh, put uh, signing uh, undocumented uh, immigrants out when they pull them out. So he's pulling the Trump card That's too. That's completely the dumbest thing. You like, know, that, what would happen is there'd be no rest, restaurant industry in the United States yeah, yeah, yeah. and no farming industry. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. But um, <laughs> with Donald Trump, if you look at that, Donald Trump comes up, he's actually the best scenario because if either Hillary or Bernie Sanders get the Democratic nomination, they'll in hypothetical polls, he it's a landslide on that one side. Democratic side, it's a landslide. It's where Cruz, where stuff gets weird. Sanders is the only one that has a possibility of winning everybody in a Republican card, hands down. He's the only person that hypothetical things would win. Whereas Hillary, if ran up against Cruz, she there's actually the probability that she would actually lose to Ted Cruz. So Because you, of what? Yeah. Be, because she's a she's just an asshole. She's she's like a career politician who, yeah. who is a lawyer for Monsanto. I mean she's just a, not a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She well, she started her agenda started out okay around Clinton, but it's the same reason everybody was running yelling about Bill Bi- uh, uh, Bo Biden, Biden, and was like, oh, he needs to run. Like, you don't want him or Hillary running because they've been in politics too long. Yeah, and that's true. people can go, oh, Bernie Sanders been in politics too long. No, but he's you can look, no. you can look at forty he'll, years of Bernie Sanders and see he's been saying the same exact thing for forty. Hillary years. Clinton has too much pull in Wall Street as well. That's another yeah, thing. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. That's politician. that's what scares me. But to me, all politicians are assholes, and I don't trust any of them. Yeah. So I well, except for Bernie. Bernie yeah, Bernie's I mean, I trust him. I think he's he has a little asshole. You he has a new a, deal. You have a, you have deal vibe. in order to be a politician, you have to be a dick. Yeah, and, and so and he's, I mean, a, he's a good Jew. He's a man. He, yeah. he, he, no, less, he's an atheist. He's he's not practicing. But people yeah. are. Did you see Nothing that thing in Nevada? The caucus. Okay, he's not practicing, but his mother is Jewish, so that makes him Jewish. Like, yeah, 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 he's Jewish. Jewish. He got Jew blood. Did you see that uh, thing in Iowa, the Democratic caucus, where these people came out from L.A.? It, was, it went viral. They came out from L.A. They were uh, in this room in this town, and they were talking about, hey, you need to vote this way. This is why Sanders, not Hillary. I understand there's time and places for women. Well, the room voted them out. Like, well, you're not a registered voter in Nevada, so get the fuck out. And literally the first thing the guy steps up, he goes, do we want to elect 
Do we want to elect a socialist Jew as president of the United States? First thing out of his mouth. Damn. And everybody was like, whoa. Don't be fucking, like, out of the gate, just anti-Semitic as fuck. Just trying to fucking... Wow. Yeah, play on people's fucking fears of things they don't know. Robert Reich. Robert Reich. He's been... He's been friends with Bill Clinton since he was 16 years old. He's known Hillary since she was 19. And he's a Bernie Sanders supporter. That's why he's saying that. He, and he'll say straight out. He's like, there's two ways to vote Democratic. If you think that the system cannot change at all, uh, and you want somebody to kind of work with the system and maybe get little things go, uh, through, then go ahead and go with Hillary. But if you actually want to actually make the system fucking change and work in your Sanders. favor, you got to go with Sanders. But it's not going to be one of these sit down and just like punch a vote. He's asking for a lot more of people, just like fucking FDR did when he fucking addressed the nation with during the Great Depression and says, you got to put your money back in a fucking bank because that's the only way this country fucking survives. Like it's, you gotta, it depends on what you want to do. You have to invest in, if you want a free, truly a free democracy. Well, but people are so lazy now that the fact of the matter, oh, yeah. it's just like, you know, we have so much handed to us, you know? Yeah, but and that's the just, interesting thing though. He has 80, like 80% of his, like he has 80% of the new voters. Oh, the millennials. So he's bringing yeah. out all these like insane amounts of young people that actually want to come out and make some fucking change. Cause I mean, Bernie Sanders fucking understands it. Like, you hear his reasoning. Motherfucker, he's like, he's, he's like one of the only political candidates I've ever seen that can like explain why he wants to do things and how he wants to do things. He's yeah. like, okay, he yeah, has I a understand roadmap. that costs money, uh, but we'll get money from here and here and here. He has yeah. a roadmap. Only fucking person. Only Never person that has all, all, every single one of his things decided for. Uh, I mean, the things he's fighting right now is that he's fighting a lot of fucking um, money, minority. No, a lot of minority issues because everybody wants to yeah, minorities kind of a, automatically kind of want to side with the woman instead of the white man. But then he it's because a lot. Actually, it's because a lot of like, especially like a lot of the African-Americans in the North Carolina, they're not familiar yeah. with Sanders as well. That's exactly so right. and that's another that's another issue. And it's and also the Latino vote. A lot of them are familiar with Sanders. That's why we have to pick up a book and read about these things yeah. so you can get familiar with this person, because do people seem to forget the uh, the Clinton crime bill in 1994, which basically mass incarcerated a lot of people of color? So it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, if it is up to Hillary and Trump, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna vote for Trump. I would have to vote for Hillary, unfortunately. Yeah. But my my deepest heart. Honestly, my vote would go to Bernie Sanders. And how stupid is it that we only get a choice between two people? How right. backward and ridiculous Why are we? Why can't we have the Green Party we, again? We were talking to Filippo Esfico, and he's, I said, how many parties are there in, in Italy? He's like, there are thousands of parties. There's thousands. There's a, I can't do his accent. But he's like, there are, there's hundreds of, there's, there's, there's so many parties. One, there's a real two. communist party. There's a socialist party. There's the, there's the feminists on fire party. There's the, the, the you know, the, party. whatever. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, yeah. all of it. Multiple parties and everybody has a chance, and that that we have to choose between two people that both suck. Yeah. If, that, if it comes down to it, I mean the, the whole electoral college thing is ridiculous. That's anyway, retarded. if yeah, we have, ridiculous. if you can vote for American Idol and they can make it so that you don't have double votes, why can't we vote for president like that? Why can't we vote through an ATM machine? Oh, I guess that would socially well, keep out people that can't do that. But it's so ridiculous, like. We make it so difficult for people to vote anyway. John Oliver covered that actually. That uh, really, if you don't watch last weekend tonight, you need to start watching it because he covers. Awesome. He's doing the best thing on TV or on it's on HBO and it's hands down. He attacks only one big topic. Last week was voting fraud 
and he brought up these like in all the cases there's only like 12 of all time and they're coming all these states are coming at you and saying oh you need to have id it's a reason to fucking keep poor people from yeah, exactly and brown people absolutely 100%. they've never asked me for id when i go to vote no and here's the thing this is that's california doesn't have the law but here's the thing then he goes and flips on the other side and he goes well voting fraud's like this but he's like but look where voting fraud is a rampant and it's actually in, in our the state it. it's in the, the state representatives right. it's common for them to have sticks and they'll turn around and just start Poking. hitting people's buttons exactly instead of voting once if you're not paying attention somebody else will vote for you oh my right. god and they, they'll they in, uh, in I forget where it was like in Nevada, Florida there's, in or Nevada, Nevada there's guys that have the lawmakers that have like creepy sticks you know, they'll just poke. like reach over and poke and start just hitting their own vote like to get bills through it's, so it's not a fair system at all that is common practice it's insane. And it's a lot of those people that are for, you know, you know, the voter IDs that are doing this, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. voting for other people. So, that, I mean, it, the voting, the voting bill that if you notice where it's mostly affected, it's like in the south and parts of the Midwest. So, I mean, it's set up by design for, you, yeah. you know, people, poor people and people of color not to vote because we came out in 2008 and 2012. They don't want it to happen again. No, they're scared. Well, there was a guy that invented the um, invented a polling system. I forget the guy's name. That uh, it was where you in, because there's a glitch in normal poll, polling systems. They're made by the same people who make ATMs. They're non bi They're not a. They're a. They're a biased uh, manufacturer of this stuff because they have special interests. But he yeah. came out with this one. These machines where you register to vote and it's electronically. Then it gives you a paper carbon copy that prints out, which electronic ones don't currently do, and you submit it like that. And a week before, or like three or four days before he was going to testify in front of the Senate on why these things are a lot more truthful than this and the errors in these other voting machines, he was hit oncoming by a semi-truck, tractor trailer, in broad daylight on a straightaway. Because that happens, Jesus. right? All the because time. That's, that's, how, that's how I died. It's yeah. murder. That's that, because that happens on a straightaway, dry road in the middle of the day. Uh, no, because we kill it's, people like it's that. It's just that's a hitman is, hitman is a cool profession. That's what the moral of this story that's is. That's so cool. Why do you think Woody Harrelson's so cool? He is really cool. Because his dad. His dad was a hitman? His dad is, yeah. You guys know that? Woody Harrelson's yeah. father, there's a whole conspiracy about it. Woody Harrelson's father is uh, assassinated like a federal judge or something like that, or a local judge. He was in... Uh, Dallas in 1963 and he was one of the guys that they w w he was he worked as an independent contractor but for the government as an assassin he so he killed but JFK there is that theory that he was a no he was living in uh, 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 in Texas at the time in da Dallas the exact date he was one of the first people they went to he had the ability to shoot like that um, yeah Woody Harrelson's father was like in a trained assassin I thought I thought uh Dude got assassinated by a semi truck coming head on in midday. FDR, that's how he died. <laughs> yep. No, FDR. JF, I'm saying JFK. JFK. Yeah. F FDR uh, died because he couldn't put down cigarettes and drinking. And yeah. and the and semi. Polio. I love drinking. Polio. Uh, let me. We're gonna have to to wrap it up on a weird note. Polio. <laughs> Great. Presidents. It's coming back, guys. It's coming back. Hillary will do nothing Get ready about not it. Get not to walk. For Bernie. Uh, thank you for joining us on the AltaCast here today, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, artist, comedian Zach Wiseman. Art isn't real. And uh, <laughs> former bus dweller, baby angel, Ethan Albers. I'm coming to get you. Yeah. And uh, as always, I'd like to thank my co-host, LaToya, the sheriff of Truth Win, for keeping it real. Keeping it real. Thanks for letting me read that Dorothy Parker story. Everybody go out right now and buy your tickets. 
Go to MutinyRadioComedyFestival.com and buy them right now. now. And we'll see you guys next week on the AltaCast. Bye, Internet. Bye, Internet. California. Jonathan, I know you love tinctures. I do? Yeah. Most people don't even know what those are. Yeah, most of them don't. And we need to give uh, everybody a little example of what we know. Well, they should go to TryAlta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs. Yes, and they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh, my God. Weed to make you sleep. Like, does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't eat any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free Alta. absolutely try alta.com hey you psychedelic junkies need something to do tuesday march 1st well get your ass on out to the golden bull in oakland at 8 p.m for a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF featuring War Cloud Cloud Catcher of Denver and Skunk then Thursday March 31st check out Seattle Band UN Hissing and Cardinal Worm, also another band to be announced. Same place, same time, $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you Ooh, do. Yes. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com yeah. for calendar of events, and we will see you 3316. By the way, opening day of our special midnight comedy showcase for the Mutiny Comedy Festival. I see you guys there. Hell yeah.
Industrial Metals taking over. Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Blue Ribbon is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 